Hi. Hey. What's up? Um. Well. Me not and... Nintendo stock. Not Nintendo. Boom! Knocking it out of the park. What did I tell you? It's our fax guy right there. the world's only video game related podcast and we're also a very super serious podcast as well it is a Soxcast, episode 51 joining me on this wonderful little adventure through the fun world of entertaining interactive entertainment to my immediate virtual right he is the man with only one penis it's Rhett Oh, you screwed up my joke. I was going to be real loud. I was going to be like, hi! Because you were doing the ASMR thing. I think you should do the whole episode like that. I could, because I'm alone in the house this time. All right, just, keep, just keep doing that. Woo! Woo! Hell yeah! Oh, God. Energy! Because normally I'm just like, yeah, I'm doing okay. Yeah, you know, you made another joke about my penis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies love Rhett's penis, though. It's all good. It's all good. How you doing, Rhett? Doing good! Doing fantastic! Yeah! <laughs> you ready for another high-energy podcast? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll get through somehow, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is an episode where Red has experienced everything we're going to talk about. Well, well, I'm sure John will pull something out of his butt that I didn't list, but... He'll, he's going to pull your dick out of his butt. Nah. See what I did there? I turned it around on you. I took yeah, one of our familiar... Uh, I took one of our familiar tropes... In my butt. <laughs> I took a familiar trope that people under... Like, they recognize as unique oh. to this podcast. And I, and I, I turned it around on you. And he made it about gay. I made it about. I made it about having sex in the butthole. It's good when you have With to explain the joke. It is. Yeah. I, I, jokes are better when they're explained. I think we've you know. Cut, I think that that's our niche. You know, like we understand the essence of the, the true essence of comedy. Anyway. Mm-hmm. To my immediate virtual left. Oh, don't be afraid. It's just John Thayer. Hi. Hey, John. How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing okay. You know, even trying to sound loud, you sound kind of like a pussy. <laughs> what? <laughs> now you sound like oh, now you sound like you belong as a background character in a Sonic cartoon. Really? <laughs> now? Oh, that's a compliment. That's a compliment. Yeah. At this rate, Sonic could become president. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong, Sean. Are you ready? For another another fun-filled podcast, I am swirling with readiness energy. I am uh, swirling with hemp because I am very high at the moment. Oh, because oh. because I smoked a joint before recording this episode. What? Whoops! My bad. <laughs> Drugs are illegal, Polly. They are, but they're yeah. only illegal if a, an officer in uniform happens to catch you 
using oh, okay. them. And since the weed is already in my body parts, like it's all no of them, like, like you don't know, like it could be like in my right arm, you'd have to like chop my arm off to find it. And I think that there are humanitarian laws that you can't go around chopping off people's arms if they have, they might, if there's a chance they might have weed in their arm. What if they chop off your arm into a and attach it to somebody else like, that, who needs an arm? They are, are they guilty of having weed then? They yes, most definitely. They would probably get really high as well. <laughs> Between <laughs> Red and I, how much marijuana experience do you think we got going on at this moment or lifetime in ge- in life general? I'm gonna bet. I've had enough marijuana experience in my life to last you two about 20 lifetimes. That's probably pretty accurate. I would say, based on me, infinity. Infinity? Zero times anything is still zero. Zero times anything is still zero. All right, zero times anything is still... Rhett, Rhett, man, you're just knocking it out of the park with these numbers and facts. God damn. Dare to resist... You really vowed to like you 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 said to me personally before we started recording that you were vowing to just be our facts man for this next set of 50 episodes and by god wow I'm just I'm just astonished at I mean like wow we're off to if, like if this is just a glimpse of where this podcast is headed we have a bright future ladies and gentlemen a bright future into Soxcast volume 2 mm, chronicle 1 Oh Christ! <laughs> so John Thayer, yeah, what you been doing? What have I been doing? Yeah, we're gonna just is- jump right in, Mister Excitement. Let's have it. Oh my God! Okay, you know it's been a while. It's been a while since we've been able to <laughs> yeah. dig deep here. He Uh-oh. didn't make an appearance on episode fifty. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised. Yep, nothing whatsoever. So you know what I've been doing? What you been uh, doing? I've been playing a shit ton of Sonic games. Hello? Hello? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I dropped the call there. <laughs> no, I'm just glad Rhett played along there. <laughs> okay, good going. Okay. There's just well, like, who's excited for Sonic? So, I think Sonic is maybe the property you can just talk in circles about endlessly. Yeah, I've noticed that. We're kind of having the same conversations from a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah what, just we, on Skype and stuff about, like, man, Sonic 3 is good, but... We're literally, know, we're, literally, we're literally already, like, going all the way back to Soxcast, like, episode 3. Yeah. So, and I'm having the same conversations with my same other friends about the same Sonic games, too. And, uh, and one of your friends still has all of the worst opinions he's ever had about anything, ever! Well, they, they think Sonic 3 and Knuckles are the best. And I was like, okay. Has I anyone know. defended Sonic Heroes? No. Zalani, I asked Zalani if any of the scenes in... Who is the premier hashtag Sonic Studies scholar... <laughs> Um, for realsies. Say that uh, five times fast. Sonic I, I sent him scholar. the. I sent Zelani the link to that one um, level of Sonic Heroes where they're jumping around in the airships that looked really yeah. cool. And then I said, "Hey, Zelani, is anything in this game as exciting as this?" And he said, "Well, there's these two levels that I like a lot, but it's all kind of ruined by the dialogue." I think so. So- Sonic Heroes is literally just two good stages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that might be generous. Yeah, that probably is. And only if you play as Team Sonic. 
God, and you have to play as all four yeah. teams in order to yep. get the ending. Yep, it's it's uh, miserable, and there's I not mean, really much change to the stages at all. Oh I no! Never really noticed any changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. That game is like one of the worst victims of like, well, we could make a game that's like two hours long. How do we pad it out? Mm-hmm. And it's just literally play through the game four times. Oh dear God, man's a genius. Somebody's getting a pain. And let's bring back all these characters that literally that don't need to exist and also are dead. I truly forgot Big the Cat was in that fucking game. Big the Cat is in the game. They brought back Shadow, they, which was... Yeah. That's the first time they brought back Shadow, right? Yeah. Oh, hell, Shadow! So Shadow dies, lady. and then this is the game that makes it so that he's in every other yeah. fucking Sonic yeah. game. This is the only reason Sonic Heroes exists. <laughs> they bring back Gamma. I think it's a not literally. Form. It's not yeah. literally gamma, but they basically. Bring I know that it's really that really cheeses me off. That and I, it doesn't bother me either way because I think the entire Sonic canon is fucking brain dead. I was thinking about the Sonic canon this week though, because it's like okay, like so- Shadow first appeared in Adventure Two, and then it is a direct continuation in Heroes, and then there's Shadow the Hedgehog, and then right. he's in Sonic 06. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, those are all kind of connected, but then I think Sonic 06 was so bad, they just kind of did a soft reboot with Unleashed. Yeah, yeah. Then they had of... that cool, Blaze was an actual character in Sonic Rush. Yeah. But then they bring her back in 06, and then kill her? And, and they completely retcon her out of existence in her own game, basically. Oh like, the true okay. ending of that game is basically you undoing every single event that you've done in the game. So the mm-hmm. game the game is so bad, it actually goes out of its way to retcon itself out of existence. <laughs> so Honey brings that up in his new um, Sonic 06 piece on Zeal. That's just very oh, deep dive Sonic lore, Sonic 06 presentation. Barely brings up like how it plays or anything, but is going deep into that story, and it's great. It's really, really dumb. But they go at it with such gusto. I have to admire exactly. the gusto. I admire the gusto. If exactly. Had, that's that's the meat of the piece, basically. If only they had just done the proper thing and called it Sonic Adventure 3. Well, I mean, it, hell, it and has all the, the making. It has all the and, makings of a Sonic Adventure game because it starts yeah, out, like, in a town. Your first stage is a beachside stage. You're chased by a whale. Yeah. I know. I know, everything about that game looks like Sonic Adventure 3, but, like, people reject that because it's so bad. Yeah. Because yeah. there were, like, hashtags before during that Sonic party. Like, oh, boy, they're going to release Adventure 3. It's like, no, they're fucking no, not. No, they are. That game not. exists. It exists. Sorry. I'm sorry it exists, but it exists. You might not like the fact that it exists, but it definitely already exists. In every way, that is what that game is well, trying to be. Are there Chow in that game? I guess that kind of that 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 might that's be that's the defining trait. So there you go. I mean, that's what people really like. From that's your games. that's your loophole out of out of Sonic 06 being <laughs> Sonic Adventure three. Are Chow's yeah. in it? Can we go the Chow route? Can we can we obstruct the issue here? We're going real politician on this one. Uh-oh. All right. So I saw that big stream. The the announcement yeah. stream for Sonic Mania and Project Sonic 17 from the creators of Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations. Way to not the, spoil the news section, dumbass. Well, it's kind of relevant. It's, yeah, it's important. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. The best Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations, the best Sonic games of the last 20 years. Right. 
Oh, I wait. Tw- 20 fair, years? Right? When was Sonic 3 and well, Knuckles, I guess? Sonic and Knuckles, 3 and Knuckles was over 20 years ago, right? Yeah, it was like 1996, yeah. I want to say. Yeah, y'all are old. Oh, um, God. <laughs> so. Did you see... Okay, can I just say one thing? Did you see that edit somebody made of that Sonic Mania intro? Where no, it's I like, missed it. And for 25 years, and then they changed it, they've mostly been crap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they announced Sonic Mania, which was by Andrew Whitehouse, who I'd never heard of. But uh, that guy knows Sonic in and out. I bought his copy of um, his remake of Sonic One for the iPhone, and that game is uh, as shit. I think you mean Christian Whitehead. Christian, Christian Whitehead. Whitehead. <laughs> I don't know who the Andrew, where Andrew came from. Christian yeah. Whitehead. Um, it plays so good, and all the little add-ons and extensions are so smart. Yeah. There's a time attack. There's you can turn the spin dash on and off. It has everything you need, and it's widescreen, like mm-hmm. tactically. And they make changes to certain boss fights so that the widescreen won't fuck it up. Yep, it's amazing. Yeah. He also did Sonic t- CD on Steam and Sonic Two on phones. Yeah, I think and... was, did he do Sonic CD on phones? Because I was thinking of getting that. I, I think yeah, it's the same. Yeah, version. I think that like for all of the ports going forward, ever since they dropped Backbone Entertainment doing their ports, which those are the guys I think that did all of the ports on uh, DS, the, the the Genesis collections and stuff that were on PS2 and PS3, yeah, and and the 360 and stuff. I think that uh, ever since they got away from those guys, that he's the one that's handled all of their stuff, especially the Sonic stuff. That's nuts. And, well, yeah, Christian Whitehead seems to really know his shit, so I'm really excited for Sonic Mania, which looks gorgeous. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. real pretty. There's another guy involved. I think his name is Stealth. Yeah. That's, like, also been heavily involved in, like, the Sonic kind of development cool. rom hack scene for a while. And you know, people, come together. people in the Sonic community who actually care enough to get involved and not just sit on forums and bitch 24 hours a day about how his eyes aren't the right color. Oh, jeez. Speaking of form bitching, though, I see people going, oh, this is going to be a fan game because these guys are fans. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Are you an... It's just bitter. It's just bitter assholes mad that they're not the ones getting the credit for doing it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's jealousy. It's the same thing as Aaron Weber. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know who that is, but I assume your point's valid. He was, like, a moderator on the Sega forums, but now he's the guy running the Sega... The Sonic Twitter that everybody loves. Oh, yeah, he was cool. he was pretty like big into PSO and PSU, and his dream was to work at Sega. And he went and did that, and people got really fucking pissy the moment he got the job. Like, oh, he thinks he's better than us. It's like, oh no, he God. bettered himself. He might have bettered himself, but it's up to you whether you want to think he's better than you or not. I'm sure he doesn't think bliss. that exactly. That's really cool. And, like, how he's maintained that job and, like, the weird straits that company's been in yeah. for, like, the last five, ten years. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm impressed that he's still on yeah. the, the totem pole and apparently high enough to be presenting a big fucking presentation like the one they cool. just had. Cool. Is yeah. he behind, was he behind basically most of the Sonic Twitter content? Yep. Like those, those yes. videos with the dog dressed up as Sonic? I just saw those today. They're I mean, really I don't know if he's funny. physically making those videos, but he runs the okay. accounts, as far as we know. What okay. a brilliant! What a brilliant move to like make Sonic the Hedgehog a Twitter account, and then just be a shit complete, post. and then just shit post. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that what Sonic was always kind of a reaction? So 
kind of, yeah, yeah but it's just so crazy that, like, you know. Yeah, I know, but, like, he was 90s era attitude, and now he's millennial shit poster. <laughs> Excellent. In a way, it's, 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 it's almost too perfect of a fit. Yeah. <sighs> and then, and then Project 17, which is, looks basically like Sonic Generations 2. Yeah. I really hope that's good because, like, the mood of that trailer kind of stinks and reminds yeah. me of Halo 6. It's just kind of like, oh, look, an apocalyptic world where everything sucks. But, yeah. And then, you know, like, nobody was really into that trailer until Classic Sonic showed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was hopeful when they said, you know, from the makers of Generation. Yeah, like, Alex. you had good reason to be excited, but then there was that. Yeah, Classic mm-hmm. Sonic sh- showing up saves that trailer, basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently, like, the pose he strikes in the trailer is, like, a reference to some, like, 1991 artwork from of original Sonic. Like, they're digging deep for these references lately. Yeah, cool. yeah. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff in Sonic Mania in that mm-hmm. new level. In one of those live-action Sonic videos, they have Sonic petting a dog, and it's his hand is hovering about a foot over the dog, referencing his chow animation in Sonic Adventure. Oh, oh God, that's... <laughs> Deep dive. It's too damn good for it. It's it's too damn clever for its own good at this point. Sonic, you need to go stop it. <laughs> I'll just make some good games, which it looks like they're going to. Yeah, it definitely looks like they're on the right track. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, whatever mood they're going for, I feel like they could just make it stick. Make just just have a Crush Forty song and playing it during the final boss, and <laughs> we're good to go. There you go. Um, and then just make it play as well as Sonic Colors and Sonic Adventure, Sonic and ma- Generations. And make sure the final boss is nothing like the final uh, bosses of Sonic Colors or Sonic Generations. Well, I thought Colors was Colors fine. was all right. Yeah, uh, and it had the cool moment where you where all the where all, all of the, the colors the, come yeah. together and the song kind of gently weaves in. I, I liked it. It's a homing attack. <laughs> yeah, it's the Generations one that's really bad. Like, yeah, I, I still, is... to this day, have no idea what's going on in that fight. I just know I pressed buttons and won. I did that fight, like, nine times to get the achievement where you do it without taking damage. Without taking damage. But My I don't God. know, like, how I did it. I just <laughs> kept doing it until it happened. Yeah. That was another good thing with Sonic Colors, was that they didn't shoehorn in a supersonic segment. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was classy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. More so, I saw that trailer, and then that night I was just like, "Holy fuck, holy fuck, Sonic, Sonic, Sonic!" <laughs> and then I loaded up Sonic Generations, and I, I told it, I kind of grabbed down on the shoulders and was like, "I need to go play Sonic Generations right now." And I gotta I go fast. Gotta go. I've gotta fast. go fast. <laughs> and then I played the shit out of first six or so levels of Sonic Generations. I did most of the um, missions, um, nice. I, the ones that I speed ran like consciously or. Um, um, back in the day when I first played it were Chemical Zone, um, Speed Highway, and Crisis City. So those are the ones I have really am familiar with. Crisis City, so good. It's so good. It's fucking so good. It. Fucking love that stage. God. God. Yeah. So I'm real. I was real pleased with that game because Sonic Generations is a fucking great game. Um, and it's just a real. It, Sonic, modern Sonic is so fun to play in that game. It really game. is. Really yeah. is, right? really is. People just whine and say, oh, you just hold boost to win. But no, there's a lot of intricacy to those stages. There's a lot of little branching right. paths. There's yeah. a lot of good shit. Yeah. I think that's what Generations really added, though, was more branching paths. Yeah. Where it's yeah. not just kind of the same thing every, every time. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, it's so like jumping on the helicopter at the beginning of um, Speed Highway. Yeah, just little things like that. I think my favorite one is just jumping on like the alternate paths at the very start of Chemical Plant. Chemical Plant, yeah, because it just looks like a thing that's background that you can't interact with, and then when you're like, wait, I can just jump over here. Yeah, it is totally different. So cool, so cool. Oh, yeah. Those game, that game's real good. I really like Sonic Colors too. I'm really excited to see more from that team, and I'm really excited about Sonic Mania. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's definitely not a terrible time to be a Sonic fan. Yeah, if they can, not... if they can nail both of these games. Yeah, because like, it's one thing when they're saying the right things and you're excited, and then it's mm-hmm. a disappointment. But that's it's... always the Sonic cycle. But that's not even the Sonic cycle because the Sonic cycle is they announce something and it looks and sounds terrible. Like no, Sonic there's Blue. always there's always initial. Um, maybe it'll be okay. Yeah, maybe it'll be okay. Like they always show like the first stage, or like mm-hmm. the first thirty seconds of the first stage, and it looks kind of fast and interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you get the game, and you're like, "Oh no, this is Sonic Lost World. What have I done?" <laughs> when they <laughs> announced Sonic Unleashed, like they focused on the fact that it would have like two D parts yeah. from the side view. Yeah, and people were like, Hell "Oh my yeah. god, they finally and then did the game it!" Came out, they were like. Oh, by the way, there's this Werehog thing that's like 90% of the game, and people oh, are like, no. oh, that was like the epitome of Sonic yeah. Central, I think. Yeah, they kind of, yeah. des- they deserved all of the blowback, because I don't think that the Werehog portions of that game are that bad. I don't think mm-hmm. that they're terribly fun, but I think that that game's got an inherent joyfulness to it, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I really want to play it. And a good I bit really of fun to it, 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 that I actually kind of enjoyed... Um, but the fact that they did not, they were not upfront about how much of that game was Werehog bullshit, mm-hmm. like, they, they deserve their own ass being handed to them on that one. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking called Werehog. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> called Werehog. And his limbs are all stretchy. What? His limbs are all stretchy and weird. So it could so be like God of War. Yeah. It's the Rice Star sequel we didn't want. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play that game because I've seen clips of Eggman Land and it looks like the coolest shit. And get, just because, you know, Sonic Generations doesn't have a last level, you know? Right. So Sonic Unleashed is the one that has a last level and just. That last level is very long. Yeah, I'm real excited about it. It's. It's long. It's like <laughs> it is like a forty-minute stage. What? It's really, dude? The last level of that game is stupid long. Is it because there's Werehog in it? There's some Werehog, and then there's some fast. Like mm-hmm. there's a bit. It's like it's the only part of the game where they actually bothered to like not just make this a Werehog stage and then yeah. make this a fast stage. It's where they actually end up combining the two, and it's like, oh, hey, wow, look, you made this one really big, awesome stage. Why couldn't you have just done that, like, eight or nine more times? <laughs> I think because people wanted just the regular Sonic stages to be regular Sonic-ass stages. Maybe, but I think that... I'd th- rather have It could have curried better, better favor, yeah. from, from, you know, if it would have just incorporated both elements at an mm-hmm. equal or, you know, slightly uneven uh, clip. I, I think that's what Sonic Heroes kind of tried to do, and it wasn't great. <laughs> the funny thing is that, so they po- some fans ported the Sonic Unleashed levels over to the Generations engine. Yeah. But they didn't do Eggman Land because it's just too complicated. It's too complicated. Yeah, it's 
Yeah. So, so I've I've kind of played that game, but not the last level and none of the Werehog stuff. <laughs> if you've basically played the best of it. Exactly. Like Werehog, it's like if you're gonna if you get a chance to play the whole game by itself, I would say give it a go because it's decent. Mm-hmm. It's a decent amount of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you've already played like the daytime stages, you know, yeah, yeah, you're good. You don't Apparently, have to go out of your way. Endless possibility. Da, 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 da. John just Wait, likes no, the Crush 40 songs. Yeah, just... I, yeah. John really just likes butt rock. He can't help it. <laughs> they're real cute. Um, I think I was just, just singing that to the Sonic Colors theme. Um, uh, I unlocked Endless Possibility and, and in Sonic Generations. I was like, what is this? And then I looked at, listened to it and I was like, this sounds like a theme song to one of them that I haven't played. And then I looked it up. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, and I looked up. All right, did they play it during the final boss? Yep, <laughs> we're good. Um, so played a shit ton of generations, and then I was like, "Hey, you know what's good? Old Sonic games." And I ran through Sonic Two. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah the, the the best, maybe. Yeah. It says two right there. It's the second best. Yeah. It's okay. You know what? I like that game enough, and 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 I'm willing to look at. Sonic 3 and Knuckles as a complete whole and say you're probably right. Even though even though, though like, like even though on any given day I will probably play Sonic 2 before I would play Sonic 3. I'm just going by like okay, well let's get to that in a minute. Let's get to the whole that, we're, that Yeah, thing. we're trying to cut you off here at the knees and be like no, Sonic 3 and Knuckles is the best one yeah. to <laughs> Um I don't um so I played a shit ton of Sonic 2 and beat it, and that game's real great. I'm probably gonna buy the Christian Whitehead version on my phone and play it through again, like a couple more times. Um, that game's real good, just top to bottom, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the Metropolis Zone, which people I think like, uh, people think Metropolis goes on too long, but I think it's like the only thing, that, the only problem I have in the Metropolis Zone is those like mantis fuckers. Yeah, because they're yeah. they're always perfectly placed to fuck you over. Mm-hmm. They're just like and even then, hits. it's a Sonic game, so you have a bunch of rings all the time. Yeah. So except for the last boss. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. that was a real bad move, I think. Yeah. But I think in so, later versions, they added three rings before the final yeah. Eggman robot, mm-hmm. which is all you need. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. That just and besides having the three acts, I feel like Metropolis Zone is sort of like the. Last level, the last, in a sense. last stage. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's the it's, it's scrap rain. Yeah, yeah. It's scrap rain <clears throat> reprise, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the climax of that game is super weird, though, because you have that really long Metropolis zone, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. last level, and then wait, I'm in the sky now. Yeah. Then, mm-hmm. Oh wait, there's like a real last level here, and mm-hmm. then we're in space. That game yeah. is so long when you when you when you compare it, it to the yeah. first. The first game was literally like six zones. The second mm-hmm. one is like. 10 or 12, and then there's data on the cart for, like, two or three more zones they had planned. <laughs> I know, there's, like... And we're working on that... Hidden actually... Palace info is in there for yeah. some reason. Yeah, Hidden Palace seemed like it was almost done, and then there's, like, a wooden one that yep. wasn't finished, and, like, a genocide zone title like, is like in there. there's, like, a desert... Mm-hmm. And then they, they made Metropolis Part 3 because they didn't finish Genocide City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is probably fine. They didn't finish any of those because it didn't probably didn't need to be. The any game longer. didn't need to be much longer. Like it is yeah. definitely, oh. it's definitely longer than you would expect. But mm. 
You know, like I, it it's couldn't in a be classy longer. way. I think. Yeah, I think it, so. You leave, you get out of Metropolis Zone, and then you're you're just like, okay, I kind of that's kind of like the thesis of the level design. I feel like kind of mm-hmm. like Scrap Brain is. Um, it's like okay, here is the most demanding version of what you've been playing. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like okay, now let's take you t- on the end of this journey. Yeah, and it's real nice. Because that's the thing that Sonic 1 doesn't have, which I played immediately after and also love. And Sonic then 1? Again. Sonic 1? Wait, wait. Yeah. Are, you talking yeah. about, are you talking about that, um, that prototype that they released that was just the Green Hill Zone? And then, like, years later, they data-mined, like, three or four extra stages in it? Because that wasn't a complete game. It was just, like, some weird thing that they did back in the 90s. I don't think there really was a Sonic 1. So, think of what you think. What do you think of when you think of a perfect platformer? I know what not I think of. Sonic 1. Not I think of, fucking Sonic 1. I think of, like, Castlevania 1, Super Mario Land, Sonic 1. No. There you Mega go. Mega Man no. 2. Mega Man 1, Mega Man 2, yeah. Not no, Sonic not 1. Not even Mega Man 1. No, Mega Man 1 is pretty great. Um, not Sonic so- 1. Sonic real good, though. No. Oh, it's really not, though. No, it's, it's really, really good, though. really not, no. Like, no. I know people hop on, like, the, oh, Sonic was never good bandwagon, but, like, no. As a kid, when it was the only game in the series, I didn't really like I Sonic didn't, 1. Yeah, like, <laughs> I remember renting that game and a Genesis on the 4th of July, and it was the only game I rented along with that Sega Genesis, and, man, I was not very happy with that rental. Dang, that was, that was that was eleven bucks wasted at Jasper Video in Waverly, is, Ohio. That is rough. All right, I just um, I really hate Marble Zone. I don't so, mind Marble Zone. So it's just good. like I don't I don't think that the 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 casino level is good. That's the spring, thing. Yeah, spring, it's like Spring Yard. Spring Yard is awful. Uh, oh, Labyrinth cool. Zone is just fucking garbage. Uh, Starlight is all right. It's yeah. got that. It's got that music, and I like Scrap Brain Zone just because of how it's sort of like, it does a good job of leading you into the game's finale, but which is mm, another labyrinth. Like, which is another labyrinth zone, unfortunately. But I like the way that the end of that game hits. But mm-hmm, man, yeah. I think game. all those levels are really great. Um, I think you're like, deluding yourself. I feel like all right. So with Sonic Two, a lot of the levels kind of wash over you and have sort of a similar effect um with sonic one it really feels like every level is hitting on kind of a different idea in a way that makes a lot of sense to me like there literally is the water level the 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 wacky workbench level the (laughs) the That's, that's every sonic game sean um that's literally every Sonic. even sonic 4 does this i know but more so it feels like the levels in sonic one feel more distinct than the casino level yeah. the casino level and chemical zone feel a lot closer together in sonic 2 than spring yard and um i don't know um, labyrinth zone or marble zone you know yeah. what i think yeah i think they're more distinct <laughs> i stink. get what john is saying stink. here Stink. Did you get what ah, I said there? Okay. Stink. Yeah. I took a word distinct that John said and I changed it into another familiar sounding word, stink, as in that game stinks like a butthole. So they have these basically they have five different zones that completely approach everything from a different little angle. All the levels have like lots of distinct memorable moments. 
Um, whereas Sonic 2s have more like this sort of hypnotic effect, I feel like, where you just kind of feel your way through the level. Um, and it's more just kind of about that overall effect and feeling, figuring out that overall structure. Um, and then Sonic 1 will have like levels like Marble Zone where they'll just be completely linear, basically, with a little couple of secrets and branches off to the side. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, the Casino Zone, like, Marble, or was it Spring Yard? Spring Yard, I think, yeah. Definitely feels like way more bumpers and springs than the other ones, kind of in later games, except maybe Sonic CD, because that game is all Uh. bumpers and springs. Uh But it's basically like, Green Hill Zone is like, what if we made this fast platform, there's platformer and there's loop-de-loops and alternate paths and hey this is fun and then marbles his zone is just like what if we threw all that out and made a slow ass platformer where you're pushing blocks and waiting on platforms it's just such a huge juxtaposition it is su- like as and a like, kid i just couldn't get over I, how bad that yeah level it's such a terrible transition because it is literally gotcha. whiplash you know you you're going fast in these first three acts you get mm. to Marble Zone and it's you were just ground to a halt, literally because of auto scrolling. You've got to wait for the block to move across the lava. Yeah, there's a good yeah the the moments where you're just waiting could have used a couple more like complicating agents. I feel like because just waiting just is yeah. really a pain and, then, and, and it's looked, unfortunate. I looked at the maps and there really are like no alternate no paths. alternate paths at all. There are some in Act 3. Apparently mm. there's, like, a fake wall that you can, like, skip half the level through. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Which I didn't know about as a kid, though, because I only probably beat it once. I think you can... I love all the hidden walls. I think you can, like, you can glitch the games out and, like... Oh, yeah, and clip And clip through the first two acts in, like, ten seconds. I know, but you don't know that as a kid. <laughs> I know, but it makes it more playable, and all you gotta do is scroll the camera down and jump. Really? Yeah, Jeez. that's all you gotta do. That's crazy. Jeez. Yeah, for me, that game was the level editor where you could, you know, just put shit on the world. Yeah. That's crazy. And the level select, so you can just be like, okay, play Green Hill, let's go to Starlight now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> or if you yeah. wanted to, like, get all of the Chaos Emeralds really quick, you could just play all of the bonus zones. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, you could just, like, play I, uh, the bonus zone. I've never beaten that game with all the... Yeah, I've you... never beaten any of the three Sonic games with all the Chaos Yeah, you, you play the bonus game, reset, do uh, go back into the menu, and you'll be on the second one. And then you do it again, and then you'll be on the third. You can just do that, and right. then you can start the game with all the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> That's funny, but there's, like, really no reason to get no. the Chaos Emeralds in the first two games. Not really, no. You can turn yeah. into Super Sonic in the second one, but that's I know, just... but... That's not Doom, as Doomsday, Doomsday Zone. Zone. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm, um, but yeah, I, I get the juxtaposition, and I remember actually w- complaining to Polly the first time I played Sonic One because I was like, I played a bunch of the Sonic games as a kid, but never finished any of them. So I finally like sat down and was like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this right. And then I struggled through Sonic One, and and it was like. <laughs> Polly, every other stage in this game is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Marble Zone is terrible. Labyrinth Zone is terrible. Scrap Rain is terrible. I hate this. I hate this. Why do people like this? And then you became a pretentious cock and you love it now. <laughs> and I just know, like, of the three Sonic games, I know which one I've played through the most times. Mm-hmm. And it's Sonic That's 1. insanity. It's Sonic 1. 
it just flows really nicely and it feels really no, good. It does and not really flow. Like it. it does nicely. not flow though. It, it grinds not. to a halt. It literally grinds to a halt after fucking Green Hill, John Thayer. But then you're like, oh, Springyard doesn't. Springyard isn't that. I don't think Springyard is really awful at all. Or it, yeah, it, but then you beat that, and it's like, oh, it's time for water physics and drowning. And it's really and it's, intense because the water in Sonic has some of the scariest. Um, and water not fast at all. And not no, fun. but they're so intense that fun. just like dun, the. I know the, the. Yeah, we know what you're talking about. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Chemical Zone has one moment like that, and it's completely iconic. Um, but I, Labyrinth Zone is just very that very distinct effect, and then the Scrap Brain Zone Three, that's just Labyrinth Zone Act Four, mm. has like one really long stretch where you can't get to a bubble, and it's super intense, and it, it's basically right before you fight Eggman, which um, which isn't even really a fight in that stage. It's mostly just a race. No, I mean, I mean, Scrap Brain Act Three has oh, one really oh, long oh, stretch. Yeah. Oh, right. And, yeah. and there is a long stretch in um, in one of the paths in Labyrinth Zone Act Three, mm. um, and that's real fun too. No, it's not. Um, God, it's not fun. Stop it. Definitely, it's you keep lying. <laughs> I, there's nothing more honest than I wanted to play this game more times than I wanted to play these other games. That's that is as true. I want to punch you in the balls as more than I've ever wanted to punch you in the balls doing John, this you, podcast. Yeah, John, you need to replay Sonic CD again with the. Sonic I need to play. Re- I'm planning on it, especially that one. Yeah, that one's definitely closest to Sonic One. Yeah, you'll yeah. love it. The so, funny thing is that a lot of the levels in Sonic CD like act as semi semi remakes of the Sonic yeah, One levels. Yeah. Except there's no Marble Zone equivalent. Yeah. And apparently in the game's code, like on the level select, there's just no second level. Like it goes one, three, four, five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. <laughs> just a lot so of copy like, paste. Eh, we don't really I never got past Marble Zone as a kid. I never as a kid, I never got past Marble Zone. I never got past Casino Knights. And I never beat the Death Egg playing just Sonic and Knuckles. We didn't have Sonic 3. Uh mm. No, we had Sonic 3. We but had the not. Mega Collection on the GameCube. But it doesn't have I never the... got past Hydro City. Oh, that, I, every time you like go to as a kid, I think of my as a kid experience. And then you say on the GameCube. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Uh, you're, so, you're such a baby. I know. I'm a little baby child. But Sonic 3 was the one I played the least. And so that's those are the, one, the levels that are kind of freshest to me now. Mm. Um, whereas Sandop- like Sandopolis, I got, grew very familiar with as a kid. Hmm. Um, that's the one so, I can never pin down because it's so fucking long. Yeah, it's so long. Yeah. Um. So now I'm playing Sonic Three and Knuckles now, and I've had kind of a weird schedule, so I'm only playing at a couple stages at a time. Mm-hmm. So I got to beat Hydro City again for the second time ever. I, I the first time I played Sonic Three and Knuckles all the way through, I did it on stream with y'all. Yep. We got to Casinopolis and the barrel and the barrel uh, just let me. <laughs> flail for five or six minutes and run out of time <laughs> and you're like okay john here let me tell you imagine being a kid and not having the internet and running into that yeah pretty sure nobody beat the game actually no, ever did. you were the first person to ever beat sonic 3 and knuckles john no i mean other people beat it but it was after the internet so uh, like well, five years ago yeah it's not about that yeah like 
the internet came into existence about five years ago. So yeah, it's um, about right. It's about right. So I just finished Ice Cap Zone, and Ice Cap Zone is great. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So yes. Ice Cap Zone is great. Hydra City is great, and Angel Island's great. The um, Marble Zone I just had completely forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Um, is it literally called Marble Zone, or is um, it something else? No, it's something else. Gotcha. That one's weird because it has signs pointing like where to go, which <laughs> yeah. was like sacrilegious to me because the big thing in those games yeah. is like guiding you along. But then I think by the end of that level, it j- Marble Garden. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Marble Garden. So think- by the end of the level, the signs are either just lying or they're pointing in like a bunch of different directions. Yeah. And then oh, I was really? like, okay, I'm with you now. <laughs> I get it. I thought those were there because you can basically fly in that level with those spinning tops and they had to be a little more. A little more guidance. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, like, speaking of a level telling you where to go without actually saying anything, Hydro City is really great about that because there's a couple places where you, like, go left for a while. Mm -hmm. That's just totally effortless. That's what blow my mind is when you go left and you just know in your heart, deep down in your soul, you know it's still right. supposed to go left right now. Yeah, and that's just very against convention of platformers, especially for that time. That like you know, you, you always thought that going left is going backwards, and in and in mm-hmm. the Sonic games, especially when you started getting into parts of two and then three and Knuckles, you definitely <laughs> started noticing a trend toward we're not afraid to take the player left and them yeah. realize they're on the right path. Yeah, and it always works. It's yep. nuts. Oh, it's so good, and even Casinopolis is good enough about um kind of guiding you along like once you know that there are other barrels in the level i hadn't engaged with any of them the first time i played the game so it was just like this one random ass barrel <laughs> it's and I was broken. Like, what is this i broke the game what happened <laughs> but then like at the the first act like the first object in casinopolis is one of those barrels on the floor yeah um huh. but it obviously still doesn't excuse it <laughs> no it's not it's still not a properly telegraphed mechanic and i don't think that it's mentioned in the manual or anything anywhere it's not also, even that you have to press up and down it's that jumping will get you just almost through yeah but oh. you technically can't by jumping yeah but it looks like you can and that's what really hangs people up is when you're doing something and it looks like it should be working yeah and tails fucks you up so it's just like ugh. Yeah, fucking uh, Tails on the Sonic 2 special stages. He drops rings. That's oh, so unfair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Yeah, Casinopolis is probably the weirdest of the Sonic 3 levels. Because A, it's really long. B, it's a wacky workbench level. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, none of the wacky workbench levels are as bad as the actual wacky workbench. Okay, okay. I, I have to say, wacky workbench isn't actually one of the casino-style levels. Yeah, it's a it's a whole other beast that is exclusive to Sonic CD. The thing in that level is the ground yeah. is super rubbery and will send you to the top of the level. Yeah, I like remember. like, it like I don't think like you can actually I don't think you can actually run anywhere in that stage. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's still, but since you keep moving, it's less annoying than Sonic One levels. That's a good point. Marble Zone is the only one that ever just stops you. Yeah. Like, all the rest of them, you maintain your progressive agency through the entire level, including Labyrinth Zone. So, I really appreciate that. That kind of, it fits, like, comparing it less with later Sonic games and comparing it more with, like, Super Mario Bros. 1 or Castlevania. Yeah. 
and wacky work makes sense to me. Yeah. Wacky workbench is just such a funny level though, because it's like basically towers built from the top of the level down that mm-hmm. almost touch the floor. So you have to like carefully get below them, but not touch the actual floor because it'll send you back up to the top. Like everything like, is, in that game. It's so annoying, but it's really funny once you realize like what they're doing. What they're yeah, it's it's a real <laughs> dumb trick. Um but yeah, and Casinopolis is also weird because it's the first stage that's like, I don't remember seeing this on that island on the title screen. Yeah, that that really bugged me as a kid is that they were taking the setting more seriously and like having level transitions and even act transitions. And yeah, then, yeah. Oh, by the way, there's just a casino up here. There's just for some reason. Why not? Even though it's supposed to be an uninhabited island besides like Knuckles. Why Why wouldn't there be a casino on an uninhabited island, Rhett? I mean, I guess you could say that Eggman had built it because he was trying to, you know, commercialize the place. It's a prequel to Sonic Colors. There you go. He, he blew it into space afterwards. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so now I'm at Ice Cap. I just finished Ice Cap Zone, so I'm about to do Launch Base, which is exciting. Yes, good stuff. Um, That's a cool level. Yes. Yeah. I believe it. The it's kind of seems like the last levels of Sonic games or the mm-hmm. the stand-ins for the last levels like Metropolis Zone are kind of a lot of times sort of my favorites just cuz of how they like Scrap Rain and even in the even in the adventure games like Final Egg is probably the best Sonic level. Yeah, uh, probably. Even so, though it's glitchy as all hell and easy to oh, die. <laughs> yeah, well that's every level in Sonic Adventure. That's a good point, yeah. Um so I'm really excited to play the rest of Sonic. I have six Chaos Emeralds now. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So Do I'm you excited. Need... You don't you have to... to get them. You can you can get the rest of them in Sonic 3 and in, Knuckle, in the second half. Yeah. Um, but, but then is, you can't. Yeah. Is seven enough for Doomsday Zone? Like Seven's you... enough for Doomsday Zone. You don't need okay, all 14. That, okay, that's cool. I didn't wasn't sure about that. Yeah, which probably it's means been... it's the easiest game to get all the seven Chaos Emeralds in. Yeah, because it's really long. <laughs> It's real hard in the other two games. Oh, that's right. You don't, but you, all you have to do is find the entrances. The entrance yep. rings, yeah. And those are pretty, like, they're in pretty easy to spot play. Even when they're hidden behind, like, walls that you can run through, mm-hmm. it's still pretty easy to tell you can go through that wall just because of the way the stage is built. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels natural to go behind these walls that are very unnatural. Yeah. Sonic 3 and Knuckles feels sort of like returning to a lot of Sonic 1s where it's, the stages are a little more individual. Um, and where there's more focus on secrets. Like, there are secrets in Sonic 2, but they're not really the focal point, I feel like. No. Like they were in Sonic 1, to an extent. Um, but yeah, Sonic 3 Knuckles is real cool. It's really long. <laughs> it's like, wish, really long. I like, wish that, like, the... My, my biggest problem with Sonic 3 and Knuckles is that mm-hmm. the Super Sonic theme is literally only four bars. I noticed that when I... It's real annoying. Play. It's real annoying. Just... There's a there's a ROM hack that... Um, that extends it. To, yeah. That tries to... I think it just... It plays a sped-up version of the main level theme, which is probably smarter. Mm. Um... Because, like, the actual theme, like, the full theme is on the cart. It's just, for some reason, it only plays those first four bars. Ugh. That's crazy. <laughs> it yeah. seems like a coding error, but if it was, they would have... Pr- I mean, I hope they would have fixed it, like, in re-releases, but it's never been fixed, I mean, so I don't know. Sonic 3 doesn't really get re-released, though, because there's the whole, oh, maybe Michael <laughs> Jackson did music for it thing. That's a good point. Oh, God, yeah. So, so like, they won't let Christian Whitehead do... An HD version. 
mm-hmm. not HD, but you know the widescreen stuff on phones. Yeah, mm. it's so weird that that finally got confirmed like recently. I think they're still denying it. Like Sega's oh, still like, wow. nope. Sega's still denying it, even though there have been like a lot of quote unquote employee reports yeah. from Sega at the time that were like, yeah, he was totally there. <laughs> God. And the way the music on like the PC version is different, and the way you can like literally hear his samples in yeah. Scrapper, yeah, launch base in launch base, yeah, <laughs> it's, like, so it's so crazy, the worst kept secret of all time. Yeah, it really is. It's such a cool secret, though. Yeah, yeah. God, I like the music in that game. We did a cover once. Re- yes, we did. It, was, yeah. it turned out pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, that climax of Sonic Three Knuckles, though. And I didn't that I didn't even get to do it with the Doomsday Zone. I just did the main climax, and it's still nuts. Yeah, it's but still the, really good. Yeah, it's still really satisfying. But I've seen the videos, obviously, so I know how it goes, and it's real. I'm real excited to finally play it. Cool, cool. Because that was the first. Hey, we're gonna make you go supersonic for the climax here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mentioned to Reddit that you can kind of draw a line from Sonic Three and Knuckles's increasing. Dragon Ball Zenus to a lot of the adventure aesthetics, which yeah. I think is neat. Yeah. I mean, especially uh, Adventure 2, which is also Super Saiyan oh, yeah. Hedgehogs in, in space. Yeah, there is a straight line to that to from Sonic 3 and Knuckles to Live and Learn. Yeah. Um, haven't started replaying the adventure games. Um, still, <laughs> haven't played adventure, still haven't played Adventure in Japanese, but I'm probably going to fade off of the Sonic high before that happens. The, the Sonic good. Mania. The Sonic Mania. Yeah. Just, like, wait until Sonic Mania releases next year. You'll have another Sonic phase. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Then I'll get to play Sonic. I'm sure that we're all three going to probably end up playing that game when it comes out, and that'll yeah. be an entire podcast. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So, which of the three soundtracks is y'all's favorite? Two. Two? Mm-hmm. Cool. Sonic 3 has, like, my favorite songs on it. That's like, a real good point. Hydro City, Big Arms, Doomsday Zone. You're like not Ice wrong. Cap. You're not wrong. They're yeah. so good. They're so I good. I really like Ice Cap. Yeah. You're not wrong, but I, I just like... It's kind of like the debate that I always see is like Streets of Rage 2 versus Streets of Rage 1. It's like, I just... Give me that Streets of Rage 1 soundtrack. I think it's just got more yeah. soul behind it. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of with Polly here. That's why I think Sonic 1's my favorite soundtrack. Um... I saw that there's a reference to Streets of Rage in Sonic Mania. Cute. Where, like the ver- like the very first sign in the first Streets of Rage game, like there's a kind of a shrunk down version of that hidden. Yeah, in. that's really that's cool as hell. Yeah. So these are basically three of the best platformers ever made, as far as I can take it as <laughs> well, far as I well, understand. Yeah. Two no, of the no, best no, no. two of the best platformers yes, ever made. Three of the best. Sonic two, Sonic three, <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, there you go. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I found I I like was go- I for some reason I saw a Dan Brown quote that was like sometimes there is no right answer there's only silence <laughs> so I was like what's the best of the three of the Genesis Sonic games right answer there right. you go um, Sonic's great. And I played like an hour more of Zero Time Dilemma, but I haven't kind of had it, the the hook hasn't lodged itself. Uh, yeah, yet. The, the game does take um, you know having to do mm-hmm. a couple of choices to kind of really sink into you mm-hmm. of like the, the I've done gravity. my first escape room, the one mm-hmm. with all of the fake body parts sprinkled around. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. So that has a good, that has a pretty great payoff. That has a real good payoff that was just yeah. like, oh, you're, fu- oh, God, what have I done? Oh. Are, are these body parts not actually fake or something? Maybe. What? Why no, would you I, say that, Rhett? Why would you say that? I've, I've heard this game's real violent. This game's real violent. Um, it's not so much whether or not they're fake. It's just, it's just like the circumstances, and then it's like, oh, oh, oh. Oh. And then you get to the payoff scene. It's like, oh, ah! <laughs> all of these limbs are yours from another dimension. Boom! Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. I have no idea what that game is, so maybe not too far off. Nailed um, it. That, yeah, that game. I'm not worried at all that I'm not going to like that game. I'm, I just know that at some point it's just going to hook in me, and then I'm going to yeah, stop and yeah. finish it. I yeah. saw a lot of negativity for that game on NeoGAF. Like, a lot of people just calling it, like, by far the, their least favorite of the three. I saw a lot of that because a lot of people didn't like the ending because there's a very specific thing that happens in the ending that you don't, <laughs> that you don't get to decide. And, uh, it's uh. That, and it's that way for a very specific reason, and it's the entire message of the game. And I feel that uh. everybody pissy just missed the point. Grand. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw some busyness too. I just don't give a fuck. I had one person pipe up who's like, "Ugh, doesn't live up to VLR." Which when I st- I just started playing it, and they were like, "Uh, oh, doesn't really live up to VLR." And then I flashed back t- to starting VLR, and someone else going, "Oh, it doesn't <laughs> really live up to nine nine nine." Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of people just going, "Oh, nine 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 is the best by far," and I'm like, "Really? Like really? Like that? Whatever." People are morons. All, yeah. all, all, all communities that like any specific game are stupid. <laughs> Pretty much the And they're worst. always wrong. <sighs> and up to anything else, John? Um, oh, damn. We watched a lot of Utena, because Utena, damn. <laughs> Oops. damn. Still, 50, 51 episodes later, and this is what we're still dealing with. Damn it. Yeah. That, He's just we, bringing I, it all back. Yeah, I watched the, I watched the mo- I've watched the series like four times attentively. But John John caused once. John caused a Twitter apocalypse apparently <laughs> by announcing that <laughs> Utena was streamable on YouTube, and it, oh no, John didn't go out of his way to make sure it wasn't you. You couldn't stream it in Zimbabwe. <laughs> but I got like eight hundred retweets because lots oh my of people God. really like Utena, as it turns out. Um, kind of yeah. popular. That's and also it's then the summer of Steven. Yeah, yeah. Which has been a blast. Um You know, yeah. we're gonna be sad when it's over, isn't I it? haven't watched this week's episodes yet, so Oh. Cool. I got those to watch this weekend. Yeah. And just doing a lot of cool creative stuff. Cool. Um Yeah. Didn't didn't get any more BTD endings, so no update there. Alright. Alright. That's John. That's John? That is the all-encompassing... The all-encompassing John. How about the... We are all contained within my universal... My my sonic cosplay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rat! Hi. I'm good, man. How are you? Good. All right. Now that we're finished with our sonic (laughs) spoiler cast... Um, I know that's almost a good hour. Yeah, I didn't didn't know... we, We never used to front load those, but hey, you know, hey... Chapter two. Let's go, man. So, Rhett, what you been doing? Uh, I did a lot of things that you also did, so we're going to save those for later. Okay. I watched Do Ra 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 X2, which man. is the second series of Do Ra Ra Ra. 
Isn't it like the second series of the second series? Wait, no, no, wait, no. did you watch the third series of the second series or the <laughs> second series of the second series? I finished the whole thing. All right, you watched all of the second series. Yes. That show goes places. So I know this is going to be difficult to talk about just because of the fucking weird numbering where it's like, do rah 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 X2. Is part the one, part two, part three. Yeah, there's three seasons of it that are these 12 episode things that are all actually fairly distinct. Mm-hmm. So just thinking about how it's like, last night I finished Do X2, part three, episode 12. Oh just my kind of feeling God. like Homestuck there. Wow. <laughs> so I really, 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 really liked Bacano. Yeah, Bacano <laughs> is really effing good. It's and then I, perfect. I thought Do season one, or series one, was pretty good. Yeah, maybe maybe very good. I think I actually gave it a nine on. I give it a very very good. I really like that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Duvrara X two season one was kind of like, oh yeah, we're doing this again. <laughs> and it that that's the one that definitely kind of just farted yeah. past me. It doesn't have a lot of energy. I feel like I think the direction is kind mm-hmm. of weird and stagnant. There's not really a lot of equivalence to. Like the really big moments in season one, like the getting all the dollars together, or Henri Henri turning out to be the sword lady. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's the thing is that like so many of these huge character reveals have already happened. Uh huh. So like series two as a whole kind of was just spinning wheels. Yeah, yeah. it it doesn't have like any kind of mystery here. Yeah, definitely. And then so the second season of X two. I almost kind of really disliked it because oh, wow. it's oh. an insane amount of just setting the pieces up and prep work. And it's really focusing on, Oh God, I'm going to butcher the names. Kita Masaomi and Henri. No, not her. What's the okay. other kid's name? The dollars leader. Uh, oh, um, Kita. Oh shit. I, I forget that. <laughs> How am I? There's forgetting? a lot of characters. All right. Yeah. Continue. There's like 30 characters in this show. Yeah. And like the Netflix the theme song, at least. The fucking theme song on Netflix doesn't subtitle the character names, so it's yeah. useless. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, season two of this, the middle 12 episodes, is just an insane amount of prep work and setting things up. And I'm just like, where's this all going? And then, so season one actually does end with a pretty cool couple of episodes where there's like a huge brawl between all these different factions and it's mm-hmm. just total chaos. And I'm just like, man, the show spends a lot of time getting things set up, but when it does, it's really damn cool. And then season two kind of just ends with a character reveal oh. and nothing of significance really. But this one character reveal is really good when you find out that this kind of side character is actually like this crazy mastermind oh. behind everything. And then we come to Do Ra 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 X2 Season 3. Mm-hmm. Mikado, he's the, he's the blue guy. Oh, uh, yes, Mikado is kind of the meek dollars leader. Yeah, he's totally meek. So, <laughs> Season 3 <laughs> is basically a 12-episode climax. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure the entire thing takes place in a single day. God. Most of it taking place during the night. But there are a couple scenes in the daytime towards mm. the start, and then it's like 
the entire like last eight or nine episodes is just one crazy ass night. Like just like each yeah. each half hour episode represents one hour of the night or something. And oh, it just pops maybe the like door open. five minutes of time happens in each episode. It's nuts. Jesus Christ. And I just popped the door open and said, whispered, Are you guys talking about Dorara? <laughs> And she just has this big old grin on her face, just like, mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah, I think you guys like this show a lot more than me, unfortunately. I think um, I think that's kind of my relationship with it, is that Anna um, picked up Dora and just completely yeah. fell in love with it. And so that was my first exposure to watching the second season, which is kind of, I actually watched it in, intensely a lot after you'd been re-watching it over and over. So I have kind of an interest, weird relationship yeah. with it. But it's cool, because it's something that's really important to you. I just think kind of by the end, it's just like the speed at which this show moves sometimes is kind of agonizing. Cause I think Bacano was also like that too, where it's like not a whole lot actually happens in that show, but, but they, just... they're good at pacing it out so that it feels like mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. And it's always like, Oh man, shit's about to go down. Like it's this constant rising pressure yeah. for the entire show. But then having that happened for 36 episodes in a row in X2 gets kind of exhausting by the end especially yeah. when it just the plate the pace kind of starts to turn into a glacier at the end but cool shit is yeah. happening but it's also just kind of ridiculous when it's like oh man shizuo and uh oh the fucker flea boy <laughs> the, the fucker john young bosh yeah yeah and shizuo are like oh man they're about to fight and it's like five episodes from the end of the series and they drag that out for, like, the five episodes. Is, there, is, sh- is it, like, just five episodes of them throwing vending machines at each other? I mean, there are vending machines being thrown okay, at each other down good. the street. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is Durarara. We've got yeah. to have the staples here. Oh, but they, they tease it for so long where it's, like, they don't really get into it until the end of season three. Like, it's you just always like, think it's going to pop off at any moment. Yeah. Isaiah is real interesting in this show, though. His character is just something else. He really wants to be kind of the mastermind character, but yeah. Then a lot of other people kind of he's and wants to be kind of distant from everybody. All right, Anna. I've been trying to talk about this show for months, but okay. Oh yeah, so we were talking about uh, oh I forget his name Isaiah just being a real bastard villain. Oh yeah, just the worst. Uh, Just the worst. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, and I was throwing it off to. And he was throwing it off to Anna. All right, Anna, oh, okay. Anna. tell oh, us about yeah. Durarara. Or just Durarara in general. Just kind of like Isaiah being that character that really wants to be the mastermind. Yeah, but... he like desperately wants to be this person that mm-hmm. he's not. He desperately wants to be more than human. And that's why he does the whole like, oh, I love humans. I'm not one. You know, like mm-hmm. trying to put himself above everybody else. Constantly jealous of like yeah, the, the actual Yeah, just so monsters. jealous of Shizuo. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just where it all is, really, with his character. It's mm-hmm. just based in that extreme jealousy. Mm-hmm. I well, think. I, I mean, really what do like you guys it. think? I, I really oh. haven't talked to anybody about it, because the only people who posted about it on Tumblr for, like, ages was just, like, <laughs> porn. Of- oh, <laughs> oh, oh, Welcome to Tumblr! Gotta love Tumblr. I've not seen the second season of Durarara, yeah. so like you got to go with John and 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 Rhett here on this one. Rhett was saying that like he didn't really like the second part so much because there's a whole lot of setup, and then he 
said that the third part is sort of like a 12 episode climax. Yeah, it really is just like a fucking mess. It has the most <laughs> bizarre structure <laughs> of any show ever. Like just no structure and all structure. And like even from the beginning where it's just like, oh, gonna go around the outside edges of the story a little bit. And, and then, then it spiral just... inwards. Yeah. So Mikado's character by the oh end my of that God, season, Mikado. right? <laughs> yeah. I was not expecting that. I didn't know where he was going, and then, whoa. Yeah, goddamn. And then it's just, like, that pen. (laughs) It's just, like, I still kind of wince when I look at, like, pens like that. Oh, yeah. God, I can't... By the end of it, it's sort of like this... Oh, my God, there's no way everything's gonna work out okay for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, and then... That's kind of one of the things about the show, is, like, it's never stops being optimistic. Mm -hmm. You know? Just kind of in this weird way. I think you even saw that in the first series, though. Like, there's Mm -hmm. definitely a lot of darkness and, like, a lot of characters kind of spiraling into some really bad shit, but there's still, like, a very faint optimism that kind of keeps the show afloat. I think you even see that in Bacano as well. Yeah. I mean, you've got... (laughs) You know, Miria and, um... Oh, Isaac. Isaac. Yeah, Miriam oh. and Isaac, like, they keep that show from being a, an ever, a never-ending pit of despair. God. Yeah. God. Jesus. Yeah, we watched Bacchano, and that was a blast. Like, I was real hesitant to show that to you for a long time. Yeah, it was, a, it was, it was, so a, it was a little hard to watch because of the violence. Mm-hmm. Like Lad scenes. Oh, my God. But Just nonchalantly shotgun to the 12-year-old head. Who's immortal and a Or, you know, holding somebody's face down on a railroad track uh, while you're driving. Uh, yeah, that was good. That's good stuff. Oh, my God. Um, it's okay. They can't die, though. They'll be fine. They'll I be just fine. realized, yeah, that's a pretty big distinction between the two series, though, is that in Bacano, nobody can die, but they just brutally kill each other, but they're all immortal, so it's okay. And, and then, then even then, people care, characters do die. And then in Durara, nobody dies. Yeah, nobody dies, despite ever really should have died. <laughs> yeah, should have, could have, would have been dead a long time ago. Oh my god, but the way the even second in any, other, in any other show that didn't have that just abiding optimism. Right. And positivity. Yeah. You know, that kind of... I don't know. Yeah. Okay, Isaya, like, has no powers, as far as we know. Yep. Like, I know Shizuo is, like, some sort of superhero, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Izaya gets hit by a baseball by, like, a giant metal girder and flies into a building. <laughs> and <I know>. lives. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> that was just such, like, a... <laughs> oh, you have to take everything with a dose of the surreal, right? Yeah. 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 Suspend also- your disbelief a little bit. The yeah. end of the, the second to last episode, the end of the second to last episode, with just gunshot cut to black. Oh, <laughs> like, oh my god. Okay, there's no oh way. Oh my god, Mikado. Anna, Anna watched this as it aired. She know, watched the last two parts of it as it aired. Oh man. It's a lot like Death Note. Before, it, before Death Note hits its final episode, there is a just, there's a literal countdown that is oh, happening, oh, yeah. and you get to the last second. Cut to black. Oh. See you next week, fuckers! <laughs> oh my god. I really can't imagine watching this show week to week because 
the pacing in the last arc is just so crazy slow. It's, it's so mean. It really, so it really was a cruel and unusual yeah. punishment that I inflicted upon myself <laughs> watching the shows that came out. But because yeah. I just marathoned it through like two nights, mm-hmm. the last yeah. arc. That's probably the best way to do it. Because it was just like, oh, well, I can't stop there. Holy crap, something happened right at the last second. Like, uh, yeah, oh. I guess, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, imagine poor little me sitting in bed and that, at the end of refreshing, the second to last episode just happened, and I was just like, ah. Refreshing Crunchyroll page. Is it out yet? Is it out yet? <laughs> and then I'm, just, I'm like, surprised you never broke and watched the sub. You always waited for the English dub. Yeah, I always waited for the dub because I felt like it was good enough or it was worth it. I tried yeah. watching the sub and I don't know. I've just so much of the character Where presentation embedded that I was in used you? to was. How Where are you without slimy Adachi Lelouch Isaiah? I know. Freaking what's his face? Johnny Young Bosch. Johnny Young Bosch. He is fantastic. His career is so weird because I first... <laughs> My experience with him is so weird because the first time I watched a show, the way I knew it was Johnny and Bosch was Trigun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then every the other thing, basically, he's this slimeball villain. Uh, and then in Trigun, he's like the most righteous, heroic, heroic person, person ever. And he's also a Power Ranger, right? Yes, he's, he's also, also a Power, Power Ranger. Ranger. But not like the, the gritty, like, um, I am a man and it is my burden to bear. He's also like a goofball. That's yeah. nice. So he resonated with me a lot. And then everything since, it's like, oh, he's he's the slime ball. He is really good at playing a villain. <gasps> God, Persona 4. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. But with um, Durara, mm-hmm. I really feel like just that whole everybody is deeply fucked up, but pretty much redeemable. <laughs> you know? It's really like, nice. Just really struck a chord with mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I don't know, just watching the world lately, you know. Yeah, and just definitely <laughs> being myself personally, mm-hmm. like just it's nice to see that kind of. Yeah, especially like the the original psycho villain who then winds up not really being a villain, really. <laughs> but she like, yeah, I well, I was kind of disappointed she didn't do more, honestly, though, because she has this great <laughs> monologue towards the start where she's like. I am what the layman would call a villain. <laughs> I know, but then, I know that I may eventually be murdered by someone looking for revenge, and I accept I that fate. <laughs> no, but like I thought that that her whole thing was actually pretty good because, mm-hmm. like, she saw herself as the villain. Nobody else really cared, you know. <laughs> like, I just wish she had like a really good fight scene or something. I'm kind of sure <laughs> that would be cool. I thought she had some cool stuff, mm-hmm. even yeah. though it wasn't necessarily like a. Oh God! The thing. ending with um the teacher and the oh no oh, the <laughs> oh he deserved it but oh <gasps> that was brutal the happiest of all endings oh my <laughs> oh my God okay so Polly do you remember in season one there was a girl voiced by Mai Nakahara yeah Rina Rina from Higurashi yeah. Her Just... character gets a real happy ending. Uh oh. Where she, she gets to go full Yandere on this asshole. Oh, I bet it's real satisfying too. Yeah. She's just like got him tied up and she's like, I'm going to have so much fun. She's is like, there, is it, are, are we talking about somebody losing their Johnny? Maybe. <laughs> that's, an, that's an Eden of the East reference. Yeah, so. that's the show we kept seeing the trailer for. The trailer. Oh, this yeah. looks neat. 
I like Deed into the East. Yeah, I've seen that trailer on like half the DVDs that we have. Yeah, <laughs> I was just been like, we should watch this. Even of the East is really good, but you it's have to be movies. prepared. You have to be prepared for it to be something that it is more of a commentary on the Japanese way of life and its circumstances than maybe something you yourself will immediately relate to. That said, it's really good espionage and fun, cool. dumb spy stuff too. Cool. Sounds like fun. Yeah, I like and they—I I think I tried going on into the movies, and it was just like the okay, movies is... aren't so good. Yeah, so just leave it on the nice ending. Yeah, the ambiguous ending. And those characters are just real adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the designs. Yeah, the animation style. Yeah. is really pretty. I thought. But yeah, speaking of the optimism so dr- in Durarara, I liked how Henri was all kind of torn about not being a human, like she was just a parasite to people. And mm-hmm. then she comes clean about ha- owning Psyche, and everyone's just totally chill with it. Yeah, they nobody her. cares. They all just love her. Oh. They just want to be around her because they like her. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's like, that's the whole thing with Kasane, is like, she was like, oh, well, they must find it mutually beneficial somehow. That's a symbiotic relationship, not a parasitic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> going on. That's how she talks. Yeah, just very... Like monotone. I love uh, her. I love the characters. There's she some was, of the like yeah. there's some of those macho gangster characters who really should just be the worst that are great. <laughs> Akabayashi. Yeah, the guy I with the, the eyeball with the fuck the bye. Who mm. had a thing for Henri's mom. Yeah. Right. Do you remember his character at all? Yeah. And little Akane. He's one of our favorites. That was a sweet. I liked him, but like the whole mafia stuff, like the Yakuza. In season two, that's when I was just like, I really don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> Where it's like these different mobs are like pissed off about the dollars and they're trying to reform the dollars from inside and just like all this well, I, fashion I don't think stuff was... just kind of got a little messy. And then season yeah, three think... did kind of clean it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most of the mafia stuff just wasn't really relevant to season three. Yeah, right? that's the thing is that it kind of exactly. just didn't end up going anywhere. Yeah, which is sort of a bummer. Well, I mean, what it was was it was escalating the stuff for yeah. Mikado. Yeah, that's yeah. why yeah. he had to... Empowering Mikado. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, I guess it did go somewhere because it was why Mikado needed to destroy the dollars and he did mm. the thing with the gun. But it was also like how Mikado got his guns. You know, it wasn't... Yeah. Izumi. Yeah. Yeah, that was all related to the gang stuff. Yeah. So. <sighs> but because the show takes like 20 episodes to get somewhere, you're just like, how is this relevant? Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, like you said, it's me- it's, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess, but it's a mess in the best way. It is just the most delightful, fun garbage heap of a wonderful <laughs> show. I love it. Like, I knew this would be a little awkward for Rhett because he was got started as like, well, uh, no, I really I... like Bacano, and then I knew, but then you were like popped up in the door like. Talking about Dorara, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I heard was you gonna say, just yeah, kind of rush over you." Something about that. No, no this just... totally helps me to kind of talk about it with people, though, because I was just kind of unsure about it last night after I finished it. I'm just like, "Well, how does this all connect together?" And now I'm kind of drawing the dots, being like, "Oh, this this did make more sense maybe than I gave mm-hmm. it credit for." Did I mention the Netflix descriptions on the episodes in season two are wrong? Oh God, yeah, they're I... they're literally just a copy of the season one ones. Oh yeah, we noticed that. I also pointing yeah, out that right. the subtitle that they don't subtitle the fucking names in the theme song. Yeah. Ugh. 
But like in the middle of season two, I was like, I'm really confused with what's happening right now. So I looked at the episode description and it was totally different. <laughs> it was like Verona and Sloan. I'm like, they were season one. Wait a second. <laughs> Funny. Oh, we God. started watching the show together and I was like, I took like a full episode before I realized, oh, we're watching season one, not se- season two, part one, not season two, part oh, two. Because... <laughs> Like, I kind of watched season two, part one with you, but not really. So it was good that we watched it. <sighs> but yeah. So much fun. Just so much energy. Yeah. Just so getting fun. all that. It was so cool because you basically kind of discovered it on your own. Like you. Yeah, it was just on Netflix. Slowed it up. And then I came home from something. And then you're like, oh, hey, I've just watched 15 episodes of Dorara. It's really good. I really like the show. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are totally jelly of my dollars logo shirt. Oh, oh my god, I am. Oh, we have a dollars. We have a dollar sticker on our car. Yeah, we do have a sticker on our car that says. We have many dollars. stickers on our car. All anime related. Yes, we are trash. And jo- and John has Sonic the Hedgehog somewhere on there. I'm sure. If he does, no? if he doesn't have a Sonic the Hedgehog, I'm fucking buying him one. We need one. We have the he my other car that. is Utena. Yeah, we have the. The, my other car is Utena. You have and what, John? I, you have what? My other car is Utena. Mm. But then I saw a better one that was, my other car is a shoujo coming of age metaphor. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, we needed that one. <laughs> I mean, we could put both. I yeah. Guess. Why not? I mean, you, you're, you're trash. You might as well just like live it up at this point. Accept it. <laughs> yeah. Embrace it. Our poor minivan. Like, oh, yeah. it's so beat up. Yeah, like I we got a scratch on the car side recently. Against the wall of like a garage, and it's just like <laughs> it's, it's, it's held together. It's held together by love, duct tape, and anime stickers. All aboard the all yes. aboard the millennial trash mobile. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, uh, we're done with Durabara. Yeah, I think so. All right, what else have you been into, yeah. Rhett? I will say, Durara X2 is the end of that series. Really? They they give it a, a, a nice official conclusion? Yeah. yeah. It's real It's nice. the end of the light novels. All right. But apparently, they did make a sequel called Durara SH a couple of years later, but that's like a different characters thing I'm, in the same universe. I'm probably a little more willing to watch it now, knowing that there is a conclusion. Yeah. yeah, this is yeah. absolutely the end of... Like the They're releasing some of the light novels here in English. Yep. I think that's cool. It is crazy that the show has so many characters that we didn't even mention Celty once. Oh my god. Wow. I know. Yeah. Oh I got a, I got a Celty keychain too, man. I've got so much Dorara Raw swag. Y'all's jealous. Yeah, I'm so jealous. I'm gonna cry. That's okay. <laughs> but like that was what hooked me onto the show, honestly, was uh-huh. how the show was so self aware with the objectification in a way that not really any other anime that we'd ever seen before had ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Character the woman who literally does not have a head. Yeah, yeah. the woman who doesn't have a head and is wearing like a slinky black cat suit. <laughs> yeah, and the teacher creepily leering on the Honoré. Yeah, high school girls' boobs. You know, it's just like <sighs> it's a real good show. It's, it's a, a really real good cool show. show. It's really interesting. There's a lot to pick apart that we mm-hmm. probably shouldn't do tonight. It's weird <laughs> how in season three, like yeah. they co- they just mention you know Henri, the girl with huge tits, like four times, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, the girl with the glasses with a huge rack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
It's all like little middle oh school God. gangster boys. Yeah. They're little really sheds. big, though. They are. They're huge. What a, it is ridiculous. What, what a ridiculous and silly little show. Yeah. Yeah. I will have to make it a point to check out the rest now that I know there's an illusion, though. So. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Any more right. about the Ra Ra Nah. Have you been uh, into anything else? So let's all kiss Anna goodbye. Goodbye, Anna. Bye, Anna. Yeah. Thank Good you. Night. Thank you once again for your contribution to the Soxcast. My pleasure. Checks in the mail. Cool. Woo. All right. All right. Headphones. Her headphones are good. Ow. All right. Are we doing? Uh, Rhett, okay. You may continue. <laughs> okay. I played a game called Fury. Fury. F U R I. I don't. That's not how you spell fury. I know. It's all sci fi because it's, it's a video game. It's all wrong, Rat. You're doing this on purpose. You're like 90s hey, extreme. Hey, hey. I didn't make the game. That's the. I think the European, the developers. They mm. spell wait, 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 wait. So you're talking about Murray? No, Fury. Fury. It's a oh, boss it's a, rush game. Yeah, oh. this, is, this is not Murray, the retro platformer <laughs> 2D thing. Yeah, yeah. That game's okay. pretty good, though. I like that game. It's pretty good. So Polly said it, this game is literally a boss rush game. Yep. It is a top-down kind of action thing. It's really hard to describe. I've never played anything quite like this. It's almost like kind of like a 3D character action game, but from a top-down view and like without jumping. Mm. But So your main attacks are sword slash, and then you have a dash that'll instantly transport you a little bit through and you... Use that extensively to dash through attacks. You have a parry, and you have a gun. Wow, this sounds a lot like Hyper Light Drifter. Oh, really? Yeah, like, that's Hyper Light Drifter's entire setup. Interesting. So this is, like... But this is literally only boss fights Mm. that are, like, ten minutes long if... Oh, cool. Yeah, I remember watching a video of this a long time ago, and, like, all they showed was one boss fight, and it was ten minutes, and I thought, (laughs) wouldn't that get kind of boring... When that's the whole game, it's it's real cool. <laughs> okay, but, that's cool. Yeah, because the boss fights are definitely pretty varied, even though your moveset is somewhat limited. Mm. But, like, how do I say this? Like, I haven't played a game in a while that I felt like was so perfectly to my, like, sensibilities and aesthetic-wise oh. and just like, oh, this was made for me, wasn't it? Where it's just the awesome. speed of action is so freaking fast. This game's like really hard. Yeah, this is like, something the game is definitely known for is it's very incisive difficulty. Yeah, like the second boss. So like the first boss is just kind of a tutorial thing where it's like he's just standing there. and It's like press X and you press X to slash. And then you get to the second boss and it's just like, OK, fucking gloves are off already. So... <laughs> Parry! <laughs> Parry! Dive through these 16 consecutive attacks! <laughs> yeah, the other thing is that this game does have a pretty he- heavy bullet hell influence. Where, like, usually the last life bar for every boss, they will just go full invincible and just start fucking spraying everywhere. Throw a spell card at you? Yeah, like, literally. The other, the other thing is that kind of the flow is... Uh, I'm sorry for mumbling all over myself, like... The second boss, a lot of it, why it's so hard is because you kind of don't understand the rhythm of the game yet. Mm. Where it's like, when you deplete a boss's life bar, they will get a second life bar that enters close combat mode, where your controls change slightly, and you can't get as far away from them. 
and some more emphasis on parry. And then once you beat that, you've beaten the phase. So each phase has like two life bars. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, it's it's weird. And then each boss will have like five or six life bars. Hmm. And then it's a it's kind of like a fighting game where if you if your life bar is depleted on a phase, like you'll lose one life equivalent, mm-hmm. and then their health, the boss's health, will reset. Oh, so you, will it reset to that phase or the whole thing? Yeah, to the phase. Oh, okay, that's kind of So you cool. have like three tries to beat each phase before permanently having to start the whole thing over. That's pretty cool, actually. Then. So it's pretty generous, but then it is sometimes annoying if you like have mastered a fight except for the bullet hell part at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see and then, that happening. So you lose on that and then in three times, then you have to redo the entire thing, which only happened to me like once or twice, but I've seen people have real issues with some parts. There's some of the end of end of fight bullet hell stuff is really fucked up because it is just relying on like perfect timing for you to dash through attacks. I saw a video you posted that looked just kind of insane. I think that was like the last phase of like the third to the last boss or something. It was pretty late in the game, but yeah, just like spiraling lasers of death and like, you've got to be perfect. Yeah. Like that, like I said, this game's real hard, which makes it hard to recommend, but I had such a good time with it. I want to recommend it, but it's also like $25 and that's kind of pricey, but it was free on PlayStation plus. That was nice. Nice. And I've, I've, I've got access to it on a friend's steam account that yeah. I share with. So, so yeah, I would definitely give it a chance if you've, got access to it but holy shit that second boss is a doozy just but then again but again it's just because you aren't used to the game's rhythm yet yeah because the first boss like focuses so much on teaching you the controls it's not really teaching you kind of the rhythm of the game yeah or how to actually use these things in an effective manner yeah because especially the parry like once you know what it is like there's a very distinctive sound an enemy will make when they're doing a melee attack that can be parried Mm mm-hmm so once you know that and kind of have a feel for the timing, which is like a half second after they do the thing, mm-hmm. like it, it really starts to make sense and feel really fucking cool when you pull it off. Because sometimes the melee the enemies will do, like they change their rhythm up later in the game where it's like, boom, 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 and you have to match that with your parry. Oh, that's cool. So when you hit it, it feels really good. Yeah. <laughs> like. Basically, the guy that is the final boss is, like, 100% parry. Oh, neat. Where it's just a mirror match, and he's got a sword, and he's just, like, swing, 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 swing. So it's kind of like a weird rhythm game when you get down to it at that point. I mean, that part, kind of, like, I wouldn't really call it a rhythm game, but it's just definitely, like, you really have to have a feel for it. Right. In that sense. Right. And then some of the other stuff, like backing up through, backing away from a bullet so that you have enough time to immediately turn around and dash through it because you need space. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of cool gameplay things. But it's also kind of a short game. There's only ten bosses, including an optional one at the end. Hmm. So there's two endings to this game. And I knew about there being an optional boss at the end. And that... So you get a choice... And one of them leads to a boss, the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. So this this optional boss at the end, though, is just so fucking crazy. <laughs> it was, like, by far the hardest thing, and it took me, like, seven tries or something. But, like, my thumb started to hurt because the downside is that to use the gun, you're using the right analog stick. Mm-hmm. And to move your character, you, you're using the left analog stick. But then you also have to be using the face buttons to do the dash. Uh, so, so you've yeah. got to claw it there, and you've so got to claw I was, it. 
I was really going full claw here, and it was yeah. just like, oh man, like my hand is like physically hurting at the end of this. Because it's not even just like be holding on the right analog stick, but then it was like tilt it at very specific angles because you need to shoot these targets before they shoot back at you. Oh lord. So it's like precision on top of blistering on top of, pain. On top of dodging yeah. with the face buttons. So I can kind of see why they might have made that an optional boss because of that. Yeah, like it, asking a bit more than maybe they wanted to in the standard flow of the game. Yeah. So once you beat the game though, you unlock a harder difficulty. Furier. <laughs> yeah, so there's like easy fury and then the third difficulty is called furier. <laughs> it's real dumb. I love that. So I started that up after beating this optional super boss and then I got to the tutorial guy and he beat my fucking ass. <laughs> so he just he almost is basically the 11th boss at that point because it's totally different that fight because he's not doing the press X to do to, to swing your sword tutorial stuff mm -hmm. where it's just a full fight in the kind of the full use all your tools at once rhythm of the game. Yeah. And it's super hard and he takes like very little damage compared to everything else in the game. So it's like a really long fight as well. Mm. So beating him was almost like, Oh, now I've mastered this game. And then I was like really terrified how hard the rest of Furrier mode would be. Mm -hmm. So I got back to the second boss, <laughs> which was the real roadblock. Yeah, the real my roadblock. first time. Yeah. Kind of like the like the wolf dog in Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. So I beat on Furrier mode, I beat the second boss on my first try and got an A rank. And wow. that's literally like the only A rank I got the entire time. <laughs> and there is an S but like whatever. But it's just like, oh man, once you know like the feel and rhythm of this game, like it's it all kind of, like, locks yeah. in and feels like, well, good. So even though the boss was moving a little faster, a little bigger attacks, like, I was able to do it and win, and that felt really cool. Awesome. So, yeah, I quite enjoyed right. my time with that game, and the soundtrack is really great as well. It's, like, a real emphasis on techno stuff, and, like, there's known artists doing it. Yeah, it's uh, some Hotline Miami artists. Yeah. Yeah. Car Carpenter Brute, who did. Yeah, Carpenter Brute. Some stuff in Hotline Miami 2, yeah. isn't it? Some of the best stuff in Hotline Miami 2. Yeah. I will say this: the soundtrack on this is definitely like subdued compared to Hotline Miami, where because these fights are lasting so long, they can't go 110% intensity, you know? Nah, nah. But, that'd probably that'd, be a little much. Yeah. But it's definitely cool how like the phases will kind of naturally transition the music. So That's like, really it does, good. It does keep building as the game progresses and then you can kind of smart. It, Some... you hear it loop back if you die because it's got to move back. Cool. So it's, it's got hard. like some dynamic music stuff going on or is it like a pretty noticeable shift of like when it's changing? I think the the dynamic stuff is pretty good. Cool. Like you'll you'll hear it just kind of kick up in tempo during certain moments like when you go into close combat mode it changes. Ah, I see. I see. So that's that's not all I've been up to but I'll throw it over to you, Pale. All right, so, hey, Rhett. Yeah? Did you know that a new Thank You Scientist album dropped today? I did. Yes, yes. Uh, it's the follow-up to their incredibly amazing Maps of Non-Existent Places, which was a couple years ago. Uh, the new album is Stranger Heads Prevail. Mm -hmm. um, they're, and for those that don't know, like, what they are, they're like a prog rock kind of thing. Like... 
it's a good thing that they like are signed by the label that Claudio Sanchez of Coheed and Cambria owns because they're like I consider Thank You Scientist, The Deer Hunter, and Coheed and Cambria all three bands that kind of like don't have a quote unquote sound. They just kind of do whatever they want and it mm-hmm. always still has like a very unique to them kind of sound. If that makes sense. Uh, I think Thank You Scientist definitely has a sound because of like the horn section. Stuff. Okay, you got a point. Like, yeah, they, like but, that definitely makes them distinct. But yeah. Deer Hunter, yeah, is just all over the place. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're a prog rock uh, group that has uh, a brass section, and it 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 just helps their songs soar in a way that yeah. like a, a lot of bands can't do with just guitars or even just keyboards alone. Mm-hmm. Just you got to get them horns in there and just just accentuating those syncopated guitar riffs and you've got some really cool stuff going on there
just put out, Stranger Heads mm-hmm. Prevail. It's a really good seven-track album. Uh, <laughs> really like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a, it's a good seven minutes. It's got it's, you know seven tracks. And it's forty-two minutes. Just solid gold right there. Boom. <laughs> Moving on. Right, no. Um, no, there. I don't. Well, I, don't I, I don't like the last like third of this album at all. Really? I, I think just it's, don't see a split there. I just. It's, it's they're just so boring and kind of meander on. And if I'm being honest, I just honestly don't see how the last third is different from the first two thirds. It's slower. Is it's it? it's trying to be moodier. It's just what like the first like the first two thirds of this album just has energy for days. It goes hard. Oh yeah, I thought and, seven was kind of the slower one though. Yeah, like and if you, you end your album there, check it out. It's a good closer. Uh. <clears throat> Um, but if I'm being honest, I think that they kind of just made the first album again. It does seem very similar. Like, like, and I mean, and that's cool. Like, you know, like I, I listen to a lot of bands who haven't really varied up their style a lot. Um, and, um, you know, like I, I try, I try not to go into this album with thinking that like, there's going to be this huge change in what they do because what they do is so uniquely Mm -hmm. them already that it's kind of like, like how you know how you wanted to build on that really just depends on song to song and i think it's really like if you look at the track listing for maps of non-existent places and you look at the track listing um for stranger heads prevail i think you can almost see that like the first album is almost a road map to what they did to the second one because you've got Songs that are kind of like of the same energy slotted into the same places. You've got your instrumental that doesn't really do much that exciting. Mm. Um, and then you round out the album with your uh, with your lead-off single. Um, and I think this is kind of like... I think they basically followed the same roadmap. Wait, was the single the last song on both of them? Yep. Oh, that's really weird. Yeah, it all, it just feels so intentional to me. That's actually that's especially weird though because I think the last song on the first album is like by far my least favorite. Like that's the only one I kind of don't care for. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really do like the last song on like track ten. Like there's the one minute outro. Yeah, I thought track ten was really great on this though. It just it didn't grab me. I think it's just like track nine and I mm-hmm. think tracks eight and nine are such a slog that I think they're really coloring my perception of track ten at the moment. And like that's eighteen minutes of slog right there because you've yeah, got the, an eight minute instrumental, a nine minute song, and then you've got your final track, your official track, which is like a little over six minutes or so, and then your outro. Um, yeah, this is like even though it's only eleven tracks, like it's a shockingly long album. It's like eighty seven minutes or something. I yeah, think. or no, I think it's sixty seven. <laughs> oh, maybe. But, but um, like the tracks are long. Like there's a nine minute song. Yeah. With vocals. I think like, that that those first seven tracks, like the album has just an amazing start. Like I like everything up until we hit the instrumental and then mm-hmm. that nine minute track that just I feel goes nowhere. And I, like I said, I think that maybe those two tracks are coloring my perception yeah. of track 10 at the moment. I so, will say like my first listen to this, my description was basically exhausting because there is so much here. I I thought I thought it was fine. Like I had I, you know I was already used to like the Deer Hunters last album, which was just like literally seventy eight minutes of yeah. 
progressive in your face like hey every song's totally different you're gonna have to unpack this for days whereas like i don't think that this was that hard to really wrap my head around at all like it's it's got a lot of like really dream theater qualities to it honestly yeah you know i just realized why Ooh. i thought the album was too long it's because i screwed up the, the track listing the first time i listened to it yeah Rhett, he sends me a pm asking me hey is track nine does this sound like a song that was earlier on in the album and then he looks at his dumbass playlist and he had put uh track nine on his playlist twice one right after the other twice in a row but because oh, it was no. like in a nine minute song i didn't even notice right away because <laughs> like the outro to that song is like a weird like one minute long spoken word thing so it gave me like just enough time for it to start and restart that i was like this is a different track right wait this sounds familiar wait a minute there's that spoken word thing again yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, so, like, when he sent me that message, I was confused, and I was, like, looking online. I was like, maybe they fucked up at the reproduction plan or something? I was looking, trying to help him out there, and then, like, five minutes later, he was like, oh, no, I'm just a dumbass. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, overall, I don't think it's a bad record by any means, because even if, like, you know, you've got, I don't yeah. care for much of the last part of the album like i still got like those first seven tracks that are still top notch and can still easily color the rest of the album in context you know with repeated yeah. listens uh i think i prefer the new periphery album uh periphery three select difficulty uh, a bit more just because i feel that like it's just a better album uh yeah. than this but you know that's apples to oranges here they're they're nowhere near the same kind of of bands so you know you mentioned how th this new album for thank you scientists kind of mimics the uh like the tracking of the first one mm -hmm. but the thing i really liked about the first album is how the instrumental was kind of right in the middle of it mm -hmm. and kind of act as a segue between like the first and second half but mm -hmm. in this one the instrumental is like near the end so it doesn't see, like work as well for me that way at a certain point i kind of just dropped the instrumental from my playlist of maps of non-existent places because i just i don't know like i love that song that song's so cool they're instrumentals i don't know why they just don't do anything for me for some reason yeah i don't really know why i just i just listen to them and it's just like yeah you guys are playing music i mean it's not terrible but i just it doesn't click for me that's too bad because yeah. I think the instrumental in the first album is definitely one of the standouts for me personally. Mm. I think it's because I just really like the the fact that they have a brass section. Yeah, it's it's really a like, unique sound. Like I'm like you know, there's going to be some clips before we launch into this discussion that'll have already played by the time I mentioned this. Oh, but cool. you can but you can hear that. Thank you, scientists. Definitely have their own thing going, and it's really cool. And it's not cheesy at all. Like it just, it the horns are as much of a part as yeah. as are like the riffing guitars and like the awesome bass work going on. Yeah, the way they can accentuate like the really big moments just is what sets that first album apart from most other yeah. bands for me right now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that is that is. Thank you, scientists. Stranger heads prevail. If you like what you heard, uh, there at the start of the segment, go. Uh, I like go, cool progressive progressive stuff. Yeah, go check that album. Yeah. It's, on, it's on Amazon. I, I searched the name of this album earlier today just to see like kind of a review, and the review just the headline was like literally just said for fans of Coheed and Cambria. 
Oh wow! <laughs> I was just like, oh okay, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's. I mean, like that's how I discovered them is that they were touring with Coheed and Cambria, and then they they signed to Claudio Sanchez's record yeah. label, Evil Inc. So, and you know, so just kind of makes sense. Is Deer Hunter on that label? I don't think so. No. Okay, because I know you found them. Yeah, I found them when they were also opening for also Coheed. opening for Coheed. So hey, Coheed, I guess they pick real good openers. Rhett's like, shame about the main act, though. <laughs> you fucker. I re-listened to that one you did the, the listening club of, and I think that's, like, one of my favorite Coheed albums. God damn it. You learned I, all wrong! <laughs> it's the funny thing, like, with that band specifically, I like the simpler, more straightforward rock songs. Yeah, like, it's so weird, you being a proggy kind of person, yeah. and just really only liking Coheed and Cambria's kind of more bread-and-buttery stuff. <laughs> exactly. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, <sighs> that... <laughs> what is it, Afterman Ascension? Yeah, Afterman Ascension. I think the ones like in that series from that are tagged as like, Afterman, like the, those ones are fine. Oh, the numbered ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those key entity extraction. That's what it's called. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those those are fantastic songs. Um, I tried listening to Good Apollo with Anna. I don't think she would like at that one very point. Much. Once I got to the no, once I got to the like. And then I'm thinking about killing you. <laughs> the, some of the lyrics. Yeah, good Apollo. Like, put her off a bit. Yeah, good Apollo Volume One is pretty dark, um, and a lot of it comes yeah. from, and a lot of it is based on like true stuff. Like the the lyrics to the suffering are actually what happened to Claudio when he proposed to his girlfriend the first time. Uh oh. You know, like, listen well, will you marry me? And are you well in the suffering? Like, it's, yeah. Like, and wake up is about leaving her to be on tour. So it's a, it's a very, like, a personal album for him. It's like, you know, darling, I still love you, but I wrote this entire record about killing you. What the fuck? Oh it's, it's, it's. And John wasn't that with <laughs> Seriously, just look at the context. look at the opening lines of Welcome Home. And it's just like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. This is really dark. Ooh, man. You you yeah, could have you could have been like all that. that I wanted, but you weren't honest. Now get in the ground. <laughs> My god. <laughs> it's just yeah. I just remember oh the, one of the last ones being like, I'll slam your head in the door. Yeah, like, yeah. You were a selfish little <laughs> whore. If I had my way, I'd crush your face in the door. It's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> like, this is no beginning. This is the final cut. I'm in love. <laughs> oh, yeah, the game's... That, 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 that album's so gloriously dark. And it's yeah. so... Oh, we were on a... And I was just like, hey, can I put on this album I've been listening to lately? It's not Nine Inch Nails or Marilyn Manson. And then. (laughs) And she's like, I wish it was. (laughs) I'm glad that I can just, like, literally never pay attention to lyrics and songs. (laughs) Oh my god. So, yeah, that's that. that. Played some video games. I did really? some of, did some of that Ooh. actually. Oh, it's time for our obligatory nep nep. Yeah, time for our obligatory nep nep update. I finished Mega Dimension Neptunia Victory Two. 
Okay, can I say something real quick at the you front? You can say something real quick. So last time I was talking about how I got the true ending. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the true ending on YouTube. Yep. And then the next night I played it again. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, Polly hasn't done this yet. I hope I'm not overhyping it too much. Uh, well, let me first start by saying I went the same route you did. Is in that I got yeah. the normal ending the first time because I was like, ah, I'm not going to play this game using a guide. We need a guide for... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. So I got to the normal ending, and something you di- you hadn't mentioned and that you'd been really good about keeping quiet about is that the normal ending this time is actually a really good ending. Oh, yeah. Because the cool. normal endings to these games are typically just tongue-in-cheek, like, ha-ha, you didn't do enough to get the true end, did you? Well, that sucks. Uh, but this game actually, like, has a stronger narrative focus in its... Uh, um, and it's normal ending, and it's actually very uh, touching, and, like, they kind of call back to a few moments earlier in the game, and it's just, like, one last gut punch. It's like, oh, fuck you, game, you're terrible, why'd you do that oh. to me? Right in my stomach, and that's where I was screaming from. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, yeah the- I did that, and, oh, boy, that left me in, a, you know, just a, a weird set of feelings. So I was just like, man. Cool. So, like, you know, I was like, you know, maybe I'll, like, I'll, I'll gel in this ending for a couple days and, you know, just kind of, mm-hmm. like, let that wash over me for a bit. So I did that, and I came back to it, and I uh, I rushed through, and I got the true ending, which mm-hmm. is really easy to do in this game, by the way. Like, I did it in about three and a half to four hours by just skipping everything yeah. and, like, all of the cheat flags they give you for doing New Game Plus make it real easy to do. Yeah, they um, let you skip everything in this one. Yeah, you can press L two to skip like the battle results. Yeah, like it's you don't ridiculous. even you don't even see the battle results pop up. It's just yeah, you can skip literally everything, and it's real and, good. And the world map, not and having the world, enemies. Yeah, the world that was one of my big thank yous for New Game Plus, really. Because yeah. man, I don't really. Uh, I don't really get the point of the world map in this game, but I'll, uh, you know, to 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 not go too much into mechanics this time. Yeah. Uh, we, me, Rhett, and Carmichael McAllis are going to be doing a spoiler cast of this game at some point, either late this month cool. or early next month, which uh, that'll be July or August, August, August or September. Yeah, it's pretty <clears throat> hard to be late this month. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be doing a spoiler cast on that game specifically because I think that. The idea was floated to me, and I thought about it, and I was just like, well, it probably would make for a good spoiler cast, because this is a game we've kind of, like, had ourselves hyped for for almost a year. And there's a lot of talk about with these endings. Yeah, in like, general. there's definitely a lot more to unpack in this game than any previous um, Neptune game. Um, but then I went back, and I got the true ending, and it's quite literally everything Rhett made it out to be. <laughs> Like, it, it is, like, the most feel-good anime shit you can think of. It's just, you are, like, screaming at your monitor, fuck yeah, the whole time. Like, the way this <laughs> just... And, oh my god, like, I cannot give this game's story enough praise. That it's just, they thought of everything. Like... I think that it's quite easy to look at these games and maybe be cynical about how, oh, it's just dumb anime game, anime titties bullshit. Fan service boobies. But, like, with Rebirth 3 and this game specifically, 
I think that they found their writing chops or they hired better writing chops because, like, this game, like, does pretty much everything you want it to do. And then even more. Just the way with, like, it's got crazy callbacks. It's got an amazing sense of humor that doesn't rely on just overuse of boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud, the character that has one of the biggest chests in the game never has her boobs pointed out once, and I was real shocked. And then the and then when they do go for the boob joke, it's real fucking good. <laughs> Holy shit, do they nail it. It's Which like, one? There's two real good there's, boob there's, jokes. <laughs> um, I don't want to say. I'll just say that there, there was the one towards the end of the game that I thought was just so good <laughs> where like if you go in and actually look at something oh yeah it's just like oh my god they actually fucking did that <laughs> but yeah that true end holy shit yeah oh. it's it's so good it's just ultimate pick me up feels great just I, I was seriously like just kind of glowing for like two days afterwards Absolutely. And then and then just kind of listening to the soundtrack on and off and just feeling good. Yeah. Yeah, like everything that they did, they like like they nailed every like even if like we talked the last episode about sort of like the 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 second art of the game kind of sagging a bit. Mm-hmm. But those first and third arcs, holy shit. <laughs> are know, right? are fucking amazing. And it would have all fallen apart had they not nailed Uzume's character. Like, that is a character that had to be handled with the utmost delicacy and had, like, to have everything written perfectly for her. Not just her dialogue, but her story, her situation, everything about her, like, characters' interactions with her. They had to be spot on, and they just nailed it. Like, it's, like, like... I think it's probably the best that series has nailed a character. And that's, like, even putting her up against the main cast. Like, I think oh, yeah. that, I She's think that way she... more developed than She anybody. has so much development, so much history, so much of it ties into the very fabric of what the series is that... And, and it's written in a way that doesn't feel hokey or just pulled out of your ass in any way. They earn every That's single... really, re- really nice. They earn every single reveal. And had that character not worked, I'm oh. afraid the first and third acts of that game might not have worked either. They walk a real delicate line there, because I think Orange Heart doesn't quite work for me, but Uzume definitely does. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Orange Heart, like, you know, like, all the CPUs, like, in their alternate form have a very different personality, except a few notable, um, uh, and it's played for comedy, except a few notable exceptions, like yeah. Nepgear and, um, uh, sure, there's a couple of, like, Blonde just gets madder. <laughs> yeah. Um... <clears throat> But, uh, like, 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 so for Uzume, like, her character thing is that, you know, she's badass, you know, she's, like... She's fi- cool. Yeah, she's cool. She loves the very idea of being cool. Like, that's the only, like, like you want her to do something? Just tell her it's cool. <laughs> 
and and like you know so she's got this bravado this tough chick front you know she's a badass but she has like but when she's in her cpu form she's very cutesy wootsy and says really super cute things but like she also lapses into that in her human form where she gets like little rena eyes and she's just like wanting to take you home oh my god and it's so freaking well done and I think that's why Orange Heart works is because you see yeah. that it's just an amplified part of her personality. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, man, like it that game, like I'm not going to give it any slack for that second uh for that second arc. Uh like I think that like Neptune's and maybe Noir's arcs were the only good ones. Um and like the other two were just kind of <laughs> wet farts. There's wow. some real good kind of dry humor inverts. Yeah. As Shaw. Yeah. Like that situation is just played so straight. Yeah. <laughs> like it's really silly. It's 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 silly. Um but man, the first and third acts make that game and the like both endings like if you're going to play this game, get both endings. Like do good ending first and then when you get true ending, it'll feel even better. Yeah, they definitely designed it that way as well for a thing in the third act. Like, yeah. you want to play this game more than once. Yeah, yeah. And it's real easy to do. Like, you can cruise through it without a problem. Yeah, the second playthrough is so fast. You literally run faster in the second playthrough. Yeah, you run faster, you jump, you higher. jump higher. Like, you can skip everything. Like, you don't even need, like... I noticed that, like, with the Rebirth games, like... When you get the good end, like, you typically only needed to be anywhere from, like, level 50 to 60. But when I got to true end, I would usually need to be anywhere from 70 to 90 to complete it. And um, with this game, like, I finished true end at, like, level 53 or something. Which, yeah. like, this game, like, real small scale. Much smaller scale than the other games are. Like, it kind of keeps its numbers in control and is fairly well balanced for the most part. Um, I think that's definitely a good thing, given that leveling works different like when you're switching characters out they're not getting experience if they're not in the party you know what i figured out in my second playthrough is that uh the disc system is your key to completely mitigating that whole experience share thing because does it work with everybody though yes you can buy you can buy an idea chip called racing and it's you can buy it in the store Uh it's only three thousand and it doesn't have to be in the party they don't have to be in the party at all. Oh at my all. god. That's how I, I did that's how I did the ten million uh experience doggy level up and leveled everybody up to over a hundred in like an hour. Because <laughs> I just uh, I just crafted so- a bunch of uh I just crafted a bunch of uh, uh discs yeah. with the uh, the racing idea chip. Oh my god. I did that but I only put them on back row characters. Oh no. I thought they still had to be in the party. Nope, they don't have to be in the party at all. So Whoops. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't figure like, it out until the end, so... It doesn't even matter, though. Like, I did a bunch of Coliseum stuff after beating the game, and I'm still, like, only level 60, but it's fine. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I didn't do the, the Dark Dungeon, though. Yeah, I did the Dark... The Dark Dungeon's actually kind of fun, because you don't have a map, and it's just like, oh, man, I'm, like, I'm racking my brain trying to figure this place out. And then at one point, it was just like, I'm just gonna follow the right wall, I don't give a shit. I did that, and then there was, like, a level change, and I'm like, oh, shit, now I'm lost again. And oh. there was like a warp or something. Yeah, but I think I, it's I, random too. I'm not sure if it actually. I don't think it's random at all. No. Oh. Huh. No. 
I got kind of creeped out in there. I was just like, eh. it's so weird. It's really weird. It's a yeah. really weird point. because it's just like the 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 blue grid dungeon, but it's black and white. It's <laughs> and like and like the enemy and like you don't have a map. And then, like, yeah. the enemies are just kind of, like, you can see their shadows creeping, and they're, like, the strongest enemies in the game, like, outside of the Colosseum. Yeah. So, yeah, like, Meganep lives up to everything that, like, you know, e- even with its flagging second act, which I can, you know, I can forgive, like, it really pays itself off with the content that really freaking mattered. <clears throat> it's, that game feels like there's a bigger split between gameplay and story, though. Absolutely, because yeah. like the story just soars so much at the end, and kind of the last few boss fights, I think were just kind of obligatory yeah. in a way. Yeah, like yeah. like in the last couple dungeons, you kind of can just walk past everything. Yeah, yeah. Even even without the cheat uh, flags that they give you a new yeah. game plus, like, yeah. Like when I went, yeah, when I went for normal ending in that last dungeon, I just walked. Just to the ran, end. yeah. I just ran by everything, and then there's just like. You know, there's the bo- the final boss's event marker. You just go into that. Yep. Yep. That game. Also, the soundtrack in that game is really good. Fuck! That soundtrack's so good. I think that is a huge part of what kind of sells this game for me is that, like, good music really can amplify the emotions of something. And they make really good use of that a lot. Yeah. And like, just like, just overall, the musical package for this game is just so. Like, it, it's got some of the old favorites, of course, but, like, there's so much more new material here that yeah. that it, it it definitely is a welcome breath of fresh air. Yeah, I really like how, like, the default battle music changes in the third arc. Yes! Like, yes! it really kind of reminded me of Chrono Trigger. Yeah. The way... Like, when you go at, into the Black Omen... You're at the end of the world... So the music's going to get more serious now. Yeah. And that world map music is real good, too. Yeah. I love those kind of touches. The final boss theme is just this big guitar rocking. Yes. And then, like, of course, the true ending final boss doing the thing that we always love. That's so good. Yeah, that game's real good. I'm 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 glad we finally got to play it. I'm glad the mystery's over. Wish I could experience it for the first time again. Probably. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's I'm like I I like of all of the NEP games, like I will probably replay this one sooner than most. Well, no, because you literally played the first one twice in a row. Well, okay. Shut <laughs> up. Nobody likes you, okay? But yeah, I think for me personally, if I ever revisit these games, it would be Rebirth Three in this. Yeah, one. Like, like I would. They are on a different level. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they, like I said, like I think that these are the two games where the writers really found their chops. Yeah. Uh, and the stories really feel important, and they really feel like they matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's not just anime titties and fan service. Like, there's a lot of anime titties in Rebirth 3, though. Yeah, there there are a lot of anime titties in Rebirth 3. Uh, and that joke gets run into the ground a bit, but uh, but that game's <laughs> still Is it still worth good. playing through um, 2 before I dive into 3 <laughs> no. and whatnot? Like, no. honestly, not Honestly, really. like, the events are are almost inconsequential. Okay. Like, the funny you... thing is that Meganep does reference a thing in the second game. But it's so... It's so obscure that I had forgotten I had to look up what they yeah. were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Alright, you know what, I'll just wait until I'll, I'll just... Tell me when Net 3 is on sale, and that way I yeah. can know that I'm going into something 
that's, real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think you'll really appreciate a lot of the stuff that they updated with three. Uh, it's definitely cool. a much better game than the first two. Mm-hmm. Cool. The thing I that's right. The thing I like about those two games, like Rebirth Three and Beganap, is that the stories are really important, but they're also very different stories. Yeah, like both games are trying to do something really different. Yeah, where like Nep Three is just kind of like. Like, to mm-hmm. me, that's a game about friendship, where it takes place over a very long period of time, and everybody just grows to be friends. And yeah. So, like, you get the, and then there are yeah. fights and trials and tribulations, and, but mm-hmm. it's like, it really all flows kind of seamlessly as time progresses. Right. And then Meganep is just Uzume character study of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they devote oh, a cool. lot of that. They, they devote a lot of that game to her, and I really wasn't expecting them to. Like, I didn't they, know what they were going to do because. There's like just the... there's just so much stock that they have in making sure that these four original characters are like the main stars that like the the way that they pushed Uzume to the front just feels really like a a ballsy move for them. Like a lot of this game feels like a ballsy move. Just it's from ballsy. from its yeah. from its setting to John opening a bag of chips and eating them while we oh, were shit, talking. Oh, shit, 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 shit. Shit, I thought I had it muted, okay? Did you wow. really think you had it muted? I really thought I had Otherwise, I wouldn't have just dropped the microphone on my lap and then started eating chips. That's awful. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's, that's, no, going, keep that in. that's going in the archive, Ben. <laughs> Where the fuck was I, Red? I don't remember. <laughs> We're saying this game is really bold for putting Uzume at the front. Yeah, the game was really bold for putting Uzume at the front, and I think it's also really bold in, like, the setting and, like, the way that they went out of their way to make the main characters and not the main characters and the way the narrative mm. kind of shifts to another character being sort of the actual main character, you know, without going into any spoilers, but, like, the way that sort of becomes these two characters' story, uh, I think is really, really, like, just bold of them to do. You don't see that kind of thing, especially, like, in, like, what you can only imagine is kind of their cash cow. Yeah. But then that's also kind of what made the second arc frustrating, is that it almost felt like... Well, we got to use the four main yeah. characters somehow. It felt obligatory. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I really wasn't sure what that game was going to be, though, because I knew about all the marketing showing Uzmain zero dimension stuff. And then there was this other side being the four CPU stories. And I'm just like, how does this all tie together? Yeah, like I wasn't sure how they were going to do that. And it turns out, yeah. well, they kind of just, yeah, it was just kind of an obligatory thing they had to do, I guess. But then the way it all ties together was. Is brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So yeah, yeah. that's that's a damn good game. That's a damn good game. Are them chips good, John? I hope they're good. I hope you brought some for yeah. the rest of us. They're really good. You bring some? Did you bring some for Poncho? He didn't bring any for Poncho. Did you hear that? He just said "fuck Can you, Poncho." I heard that. Okay. There you go. Well, I finished chewing the chip. They're really good chips. Okay. Just making sure. 
Okay, okay. so that's 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 okay, Megan up. So. That's all I'm gonna say about it until we do our spoiler cast. I know Chelsea's still playing and a few others, so cool. try to avoid using anything specific here. I'm pretty sure we avoided. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I'm pretty sure thanks, we. Avoided. Thanks for giving me permission to jump straight to three. <laughs> that's honestly <laughs> free. Yeah. I really like the first like, one. Oh, okay. The second one is definitely like a it's such a slog. It's it really is. And that second chapter of Rebirth 2 lasts, <laughs> like, 10 to 12 hours. God. Maybe yeah. just play it on easy or something if you so really... So it's the Sonic 1 of the Rebirth games. Basically, yeah. <laughs> It'll be John's was... favorite. Maybe it's the Sonic CD of NEP games. Oh. John, John will be like, gotcha. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I really love NEP gear. <laughs> <laughs> Nep Gear's top lifey for lifey. Yeah, that's the thing, is Rebirth 2 does have red. Yeah. The character <laughs> they need to bring back. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm convinced that every Nep game needs red running amok looking for wives. Yeah. 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 So there's that. In general. So there's that. Maybe we're going to continue on with more happiness. Oh, boy, here oh, we go. So I know that me and Rhett played through this next one over the course of the last week at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that is last year's Life is Strange. We played it at the same time. Oh, Rhett, you're <laughs> such a sweet pea. I love you. I swear to God. So for, for the benefit of our listening audience, I'm going to give you a little bit of a depiction on what it felt like to, <laughs> to play Life is Strange. Now, you'll have to pardon me for a moment. I'm going to need to step away just a little bit. I won't be able to hear you. But what you can't see right now is that I'm currently laying on the ground. I now have a blanket pulled over me, and I am staring listlessly at the ceiling. This. This is how I felt while playing a majority of Don't Nod's Life is Strange. Does anyone want to back me up on that? Okay, so... This is a game that I went into it thinking, oh, it's like an adventure thing about time-traveling high schoolers. Yeah, like... So, what I didn't expect is that this game is basically as emotionally savage and brutal as Season 1 of The Walking Dead. Only probably a bit more masterful. And a bit more realistic, because it's not zombies. Yeah, a lot like, every, more Everything realistic. in this game could happen besides the time travel stuff, but the time travel allows you to see all these fucked up potentials and what could happen. Yeah, and then you get to kind of like feel like a monster if you're the kind of person that likes fucking around with time and changing decisions and then <laughs> changing them again, being a very, very awful monster uh, person I, like I, Red I, is. I did a bad. You did a real bad. Like, when you told me what you did <laughs> for that decision, I thought, oh my god, you are just a fucking terrible monster person. So the gameplay hook of this <laughs> is that it's an adventure game, like kind of the Telltale style, but you can rewind time. So what this means is that when you have one of the big choices, you can choose one, see how it plays out in the very short term, and then rewind and choose the other thing. But my so favorite that- part <laughs> is the decisions where it doesn't let you do that, and it makes you live with it. But that's kind of spoilers. I was just giving the mm-hmm. very base. 
thing. There's, it doesn't do that very much either. I wish it would have done that on oh. uh, on the other ones. Like, like I think that every big decision should have just had a you can't take this one back. No, but that defeats the whole premise of the game, though. Not the entire premise. <clears throat> I mean, hey, from Rat. the gameplay systems, though, is that the whole thing is that you can change these if you want. So when it does pull, you can't change this one. It's huge. Right. Yes, John. I'm just saying you this because I want. Back? I'm just saying this because <laughs> I want Rhett to feel bad for a thing that he did. I feel fine about how that turned no, out. No, you don't. <laughs> you feel okay. absolutely fine for changing it and then for doing one thing, changing it, and then changing it back. I realized I had made the wrong decision and needed to undo it immediately. And only caused undue suffering. You used your powers for awful. So yeah, the conceit of this game is time traveling adventure game. We're with t- happy time traveling teenagers. <laughs> happy high school adventure game. Yeah, time- it's basically time traveling grief porn. <laughs> where like the suffering levels get so high, I was just it almost got to like season Walking Dead season two levels for me, where it's just like, oh now you're just fucking with me. Where it's like. Do you want to shoot this dog in the head or have a baby die? Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, the start of episodes four and five of this game. Oh, my God. It's basically that Radiohead song with the lyrics, no, 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 no. Yeah. Because I, like, literally, like, was, like, putting the controller down, putting my head in my hands going, I can't. I don't want to do this. I can't. You can't make me do this, game. This is not fair. Oh, my God. Episode five, though. Oh, wow. Just, like, you thought it was going one direction. And then it goes... To the darkest possible timeline. God... It's so, like, I, I get why this game got all the praise that it did. And, and, and it's just, like, it is so brilliantly put together. It's brilliantly acted. Like, the voice actors and actresses in this game are just top fucking notch. Like, the, the cinematography is convincing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of really stiff awkwardness to it. Um, like, like the characters, you know, they inhabit space really well and like scenes are framed really well and there's really good like music interplay with scenes. It's just like, yeah, like you got a Square Enix logo at the start of the (laughs) game. Okay. Like they, they got, they had some bank for this. Yeah. I really just kind of like the whole style of it overall. Just kind of this almost painterly kind of. Yeah, if you watch like, the not... uh, if you watch the director commentary, it was very purposefully done mm-hmm. uh, uh, the painterly quality, and not only just like the two D elements you find around the world, but like every texture being individually hand painted uh, to have little imperfections in it, so that the world does like it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like real life, but it still looks real. Yeah, it's. It's an interesting look that I haven't really seen in anything else before. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing I forgot to mention is how my initial expectation of this game, though, was like time-traveling adventure game meets Gone Home, and then it turned into The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. Very quickly, too. Yeah. Like, this game gets off to a real good jump. Like, they're, 
Like, like, it like, starts with a bang. It starts <laughs> quite literally. Uh, but, like, I just think that, like, like, usually, like, in episodic series, you kind of, like, have an episode where you feel like maybe could have been shorter or maybe could have been cut or maybe didn't add as much to the overall, you know, story they were trying to tell as maybe the others Whereas I think every episode of Life is Strange is absolutely vital for this thing to work. And they're all brilliantly paced. Yeah. Yeah, once this game gets going, like, I did, like, episodes three and four and five in, like, two evenings. Yeah, I did four and five, like, the same night, basically. Because, man, the cliffhanger for three was just like, well, I can't stop Like, yeah, literally, how do I stop there? And then I start episode four, and it's like, oh, I, I want to stop. <laughs> I need I need to stop immediately. Because I'm crying. Yeah, yeah. Like, this this game will pull some tears from you. Um, and I think that it earns them. Like, I don't think that it's trying to intentionally be emotionally manipulative. Nah. It's just, it's, it's a game that will take your actions, and it won't let you off the hook by not showing you what just happened because of your action. Like, it does, like, it, it, there are moments where it will let you off the hook and change it, but you still had to watch that thing happen that you probably didn't mm. want to happen. I just think thematically, like, this game goes places basically no other games go. Like, yeah, this game, presenting, like, this, this game tackles teenage depression, suicide, um, uh, just very weird. <laughs> Uh, creepy sexual stuff. Yeah, it's hard to say because they don't specifically say a certain word. But let's just say, let's, let's just start, say, there's a girl who says, "Oh, I got drugged at a party and woke up somewhere." Yeah, and you're just like, "Oh, that sounds kind of rapey, huh?" <laughs> yeah, and and like it's you know bullying, you know, like teenage bullying and shit, oh, yeah. cyber bullying. Like this game tackles a lot of issues, and it does so like with a very it it tackles the issues with a gentle hand, but it in no way, like, takes away, like, the, the, the gravity of the things that it's trying to show you as well. Like, it's not reveling in the fact that it's going to show you some very awful bullying or, like, weird rapey things at certain points. Like, it's not shying away from that but it's not trying to be pornographic and to the developer's credit like they like on the the website for the game they always to make sh- they've always made sure to have um, a list of helplines and websites you can go to if you are experiencing anything like that has happened in the game and i think that that's probably been like why they were able to like you know present these things the way that they did and like uh and and uh, in the director's commentary, they said that like they were really worried that Square Enix wouldn't let them tackle these issues because that's just not what you see in a big budget AAA game. And yeah. their people at Square told them like if you can handle this in a way that is you know careful, you know, and you're not reveling in it, by all means, like we stand behind this game. Like we want you to make it. We just want to make sure that you do it right. And um, I think they, like, on all the counts that, like, they set out to nail, like, not even just in terms of the game's main narrative and, like, the fucking crazy places that goes, but just (laughs) 
you know, just as well as the issues that it tackles, like, this game just is a, a shooting star, really. Like, it's it's hard to find much wrong with it. Is this where we talk about the ending that, like, everybody on the internet fucking hates? There's an yeah, end- can, I, can I talk about my experience just from the outside here and why I'm kind of pissed sitting over here seething? <laughs> sure. Uh-oh. Uh, sh- you're seething uh, about this? Yeah, because I just... Because the, every... When the game finished, there was all this really, really reflexive criticism and anger and a lot of people sharing and talking about that anger without actually having played the game. Oh, jeez. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Saying, oh, well, look, here's another shitty game that hates queer people, da-da-da-da-da. And I just kind of wrote it off and then didn't care about spoilers. So obviously, so I know uh, how it ends. I know a lot oh, of beats. Oh, so game. now you're pissed off that that has been taken from you. Now I'm really pissed off because of this reflexive criticism, mostly from people who hadn't <laughs> experienced the story. Yeah, like, I, I don't like, agree. I feel like I've been kind of robbed of a chunk of this experience. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree at all with, uh, cool. like, the whole, oh, the game hates queer relationships, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's, it's a lot like the same criticism that you heard with Shin Sakayori. With Shin Sakayori, it's exactly like that. And it's just like, you're missing Except that the... wasn't, like, inescapable. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you're missing the fucking point. If that's, like, mm-hmm. you know, if, like, that's all you came away from this story with, you're missing the fucking point. Mm-hmm. Speaking of missing the point... Yes? I got a different ending than you and Raquel. Yeah, you did! (laughs) So I was totally (laughs) okay with how that game turned out. I was too. Like, I'm totally happy with the ending that I chose. I chose what I felt (laughs) in my heart of hearts to be the choice that, 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 that that situation called for. What I felt was being asked of me, and the case that was made for me to make that final decision... That is why I chose the decision I made. I didn't make that decision for me. I made that decision for, I believe, somebody else. Mm-hmm. I, I sat on that last decision for like a good 10 minutes. Yeah, I was just kind of staring at it for like and it's five just minutes. It's kind of funny because you can just watch them both on YouTube, but I really wanted to go with my gut for the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, and I think it is kind of lame that there are two endings and then the developers very clearly prefer one of them. I had heard yeah. that the other ending did not get fleshed out as well because they kind of, like, ran out of time. That's my understanding really? of the situation. Is that it... it definitely th- seems like, thematically, they didn't want to put it in, almost. Like, because it kind of contradicts, it contradicts what that game a, is going yeah, for. Yeah, it contradicts a lot of what I think the story is going for, but I had heard, and this oh. is just hearsay, that like they had just ran out of time and uh, this mm. needed to make it out for financial reasons. So that's really too bad. Gotcha. Cause one of the endings is like an eight minute cut scene. It's an eight song. minute cut scene with a song and it is so well done. And the other ending is just kind of like, okay, you know what? You chose wrong. Fuck you. Credits. Oh, <laughs> and like, there's a song, so, but it's a song from episode so did... three that they already used. Oh no. <laughs> it's. It, it, I bad really felt end. a little. You felt gypped. people. People do actually call it the bad end, but I think that's just because of what you're doing in that ending. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, 
again, after seeing both endings and having made my choice, and then I read a couple of analyses of the endings, and mm-hmm. people were able to justify mm-hmm. why they're more equal than they might initially appear. I was okay with how things turned out for me. Yeah. Cool. Like, I was totally happy with my ending, and it was just like, you know, that that's the way that story had to end for me, and I'm not the kind of person that replays these games and makes different decisions, so, like, that's mm-hmm. my life is strange. Like, the things that happen... Like, I think that this game does the illusion of choice thing way better than Telltale does as well. Like, I think that yeah. they they make your choices stick in a way that feels more genuine. Which is super weird mm-hmm. when it's also about time travel, and yet it still finds a way <laughs> to kind of bring up things that happened. Yeah. In different timelines. Yeah. It's, anyways. It's... Re- it's real fucking smart. Like I yeah. think even like even if you've had it spoiled, I think that there's a lot to appreciate about this game from just yeah. its style, its production, its direction, its acting. Like everything is oh, yeah. so convincing in this game and like the the especially the two leads. The two leads in that game could not have nailed their roles any better and they're just so perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, really, really the only thing I know is the ending, so I should be okay. And I and I get to play and I can probably play it with Anna so we can both have a good time oh, and she'll geez. be. Yeah, play it with depressed. Anna. Play it with Anna. Unless yeah. you have major we'll philosophies and need to choose differently on a certain couple points. <laughs> I'll yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, you may know the ending, but the journey to the ending is bananas. It is it is fraught with many, many, many micro decisions that still shape yeah. so much of the game excellent like there there's shit that can happen like like in in episode one that can still come back in episode five and just bite you right in the ass mm-hmm. oh damn all right and i'm gonna try to do better about not trusting kind of reflexive criticism for people i don't actually know yeah that, that shit just kind of happens when anything yeah. big like life is strange ends like everybody wants to jump on that yeah. because that was like the big story like oh that game finally finished mm-hmm. i think the and then thing... any, any challenging ending seems to draw yeah all that too, yeah. with homestuck homestuck ends on a semi-ambiguous note and if you look on like the reddits or the tumblers or whatnot there's a whole ton of negativity zero time dilemma zero time zero dilemma, time dilemma. <laughs> God. You were saying right. I think another problem is that people had like two months between episodes to kind of theorize yeah. what was going to happen. So when you're just hyper analyzing something, like of course you're going to probably somebody's going to be right on predicting what happens. Yeah, or you're mm. going to build it up into your head to be something way yeah. bigger than it was ever meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just funny. Like Patrick Klepek actually wrote an article predicting episode five. Mm-hmm. He's like, I bet they used this thing from the end of episode four, and he ended up being right. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Okay, you're bitching that it was predictable, but you'd also be bitching if if, like, if it, it wasn't hadn't set up been, at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there has to be a clue. Like you have to foreshadow some stuff, and obviously, when you have months to look at the clues, like it's not like a movie where in 90 minutes your brain won't be able to process it. Yeah, quickly enough. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of which, though, they actually announced a live action Life is Strange live action adaptation. Life is Strange adaptation. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. I want to see what they do with yeah. something like that. It's funny, though, because me and Polly were playing this game on our own. Yeah. And then, and then a bunch then, of news started boom. happening about it, where they also made the first episode free on Steam forever now. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and then, like, I was playing uh, Bionic Commando Rearmed, 
And then, like, oh, look, like, this week was the, like, seventh year anniversary of Bionic Commando 2009 coming out. <laughs> so that's good. It's, like, a lot of weird coincidences happening mm-hmm. like that lately. The other thing I was frustrated about the criticism of the ending of Life is Strange is when people are like, oh, your choices didn't matter. Like, it's just like... I just kind of hate that. It's just like, it's a yeah. story. They have to tell the story they want. Yeah, to. like, you can't have infinite possibilities. Like, it is literally, budgetarily impossible to, yeah. to, to satiate every single fucking, like, amalgamation of choices that could happen in this game. Even this game, even if it doesn't have a shit ton of choices, it would still take a lot of money to, like, change every little thing. Or to, 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 to tailor that game's ending around every specific instance choice. And then every combination thereof. Yeah. And also, this game has really great puzzle solving. I think solving. people, if they want to play a game where... Cool. That's nice. It actually, like, I think really, those people... You get to actually use Sorry. your time travel mechanic in a way that doesn't just deal with the narrative. And that, like, like you can, like, you know, go into some dude's garage or something and, like, tear shit up to find some clues... And like you can like like you can rewind time and make it so that all the shit you know that you just tore up isn't tore up anymore, or like you need to find a way to get into a door, so you just like bust the fucking door down and then just rewind time to when the door wasn't broken, and you're inside the room. <laughs> that like, was that... the weirdest <laughs> one for me. That was so smart. It's that shit's so smart. That's just fucking braid coolness. Uh, that's. It's actually funny because it's not Braid, because in Braid, everything rewinds. In this, when you mm-hmm. rewind time, you're still you standing where there. you were. Yeah. Uh, so you break into a room, an alarm goes off, and then you walk inside the room and rewind time, and now the alarm is off. God. It's so it's brilliant. really funny. It's real good. Because like, that was a thing that was actually really bugging me, the way that she just stands still when rewinding. Yeah. But then but... the fact that they acknowledged it was really funny. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, because I don't know why is nobody like, hey Max, why are you teleporting around? Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't really make sense, but they acknowledged it at least that she just teleported inside this room. Yeah, yeah, it's like they, they like even during the director commentary, they they make they make a few concessions. Like, yeah, you know, like we did some things that like are a little off, but we did it for the sake of making something either easier to understand or from a gameplay standpoint, it was easier to communicate. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It kind of bugged me that it wasn't Braid-style rewinding earlier. Mm -hmm. Because when you rewind, like, you rewind the entire conversation. Yeah. And that was kind of weird, because it gives you, like, the left trigger will let you rewind, like, incrementally, Mm -hmm. but you can't actually resume from during a in midpoint in the conversation. Yeah. Gotcha. So I ended up just using the bumper the entire time because mm-hmm. it goes to the next spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... That is Life is Strange. It lives up to all of the hype. Quite, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. really fucking cool. I'm, I'm so glad I finally sat down and, uh, and gave that game a nice thorough playthrough. It was really, really good, really fun, really fulfilling, really, 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 really something. Definitely. I think, I think it's a special. That game. sounds like a John and Anna game. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you guys will enjoy it. You guys like crying, so you'll like it even more. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love crying. How did you guys feel about Gone Home? Um, she still has issues with first-person perspectives, so she, oh, we didn't play okay. that together. But, Good. yeah, that game's lovely. 
Okay, this is it's not first person perspective, but one thing I liked about Life is Strange, the early episodes, is that the world feels really lived in. Yes. And, like realistic. Like, There's just like cool. stuff everywhere in the dorm rooms for you to just explore just like look around like there's they've done like so many like individual art assets for things for you to just like look at and read like newspapers websites to read things like that it's really cool Mm, that's rad yeah so i'm like last i'm like oh this game is totally chill like like gone home and then oh oh boy it goes places boy that Mm -hmm. boy this chill went away real quick but it's cool how they, kind of, they they ground it early on. Yeah, they give it a really good like man, like it's just like in, in, in one episode they have to make that they have to make the case for the entire series and like that first episode is it does a really good job of of not only showing you just like how well put together the world is, but just like the acting, the overall premise of the story gets that out there. Um you know, the relationship between these characters that you've seen like an all over sorts of media and shit like that. So yeah, that, that game's great. It goes places, tackles a lot of difficult subjects and it does it very respectfully. Um, just, just top to bottom. It's hard to find a bad thing to say about it. Honestly, like I struggling to think of like, what didn't I like? It's like, well, I like pretty much <laughs> fucking everything about it, really. Cool. Victoria. Fuck her. But fuck Victoria. <laughs> Bully bitch. <laughs> yeah, burp on her. Wow. Oh, god damn it! Not again! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You I suck at the mute button. Snap. Alright. Okay, I'm bringing. I'm getting a new microphone next <laughs> on the next Soxcast, so I will. Um, You're here, folks. He promised you. I'll get another. Um, I'll get us. I can't believe I just. <laughs> 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 oh, All right, oh. so Rhett, I understand that we've been through the news basically already with the the Sonic stuff up yeah. front, um, and There's... we don't have any Twitter questions or anything this time, do we? No. All right. I mean, there's the NX, if you guys care about that. Well, like, what do we know about it? Well, that it's basically a handheld device with, like, controllers that break off. Is this confirmed, or is this just more It's not confirmed, but it's heavily implied, like, Eurogamer ran with it. They seem extremely confident, but I guess we don't know for sure. Yeah, but like, I just kind weird. of looked at all of that as rumor and speculation until it's proven, because Nintendo is usually pretty good about keeping their shit locked up tight. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Okay, so I guess the episode's so, over. <laughs> so yeah, like, basically... So yeah, like, we got no questions this time, but if you got questions, send them to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. If you got butt steam, send it to Polly at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. And if you got other questions, you can send them to honest to Twitter at SMPS underscore updates. John Thire, where you at? farawaytimes.com Red, where you at? Okay, so when is this going up? Sunday. 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 You got like one day to do the Gen 6 list things. My list will be into you on Sunday. I am almost finished blurbing. Yay. John? John's like, nope. (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Alright. So we can find you hanging out F5 in that thread. Yeah. This, this might be the final list because I feel kind of exhausted by these things right now. Yeah, I think yeah. you jumped into this one 
too fast, personally. That's just but me. It, but the thread's also been up for like half a year now. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah, I think maybe maybe interest is starting to wane a little bit as well. Yeah. So we'll have to see. It's sort of like with on. the Let's Play Olympics, where things kind of yeah. Yeah. wax and wane. Yeah, yeah. There'll be another time. Yeah. There'll be another time. We can do a best game, favorite games list, top 25 list. Ugh. We just do all of those over again. Yeah, just do them. Oh, God. I, I was almost thinking for, like, the next, like, Gen 7 list, just having everybody's be their own list individually. Oh, I see. And, like, not do that the compile cute. thing. Yeah. Because, yeah. holy shit, mine would be massive. Because yeah. I got, like, 400 games on Steam or something. Oh, God. All right, so get your list in to Rhett. He's going to be F5 in that thread all day. Don't make him sad. You make you make sad. You make Rhett sad, you're going to make me angry. And you oh. don't you don't want to see me angry. Bitch, your front door. I'll put a pistol on your poodle and your fucking baby. <laughs> About that. <laughs> Remember, we're a podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you. 